Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and that's what we've got in line for today to talk about episode 64, Parasite. Mm. A very, what I was very interested to see. Uh, well, since you said You that, weren't so much. No. If I'm going to be honest, you yeah, weren't. Yeah, I wasn't. You no. don't like foreign language. No. No. Reading and watching is not um, good for me. Yeah. I, I miss a lot of stuff. Would you call yourself an avid reader? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> although, although this year I've picked up a book for the first time. At 41, I've picked up a book and I'm reading it. You're, you're reading it for the articles, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a class, it's a book. <laughs> I'm reading a genuine book. I read a genuine book. Yeah. Okay, excellent. And I'm about four chapters away from the end. Very cool, very cool. I've read, yeah. I, I've read one book, I think, this year. Like, I'm, I'm not a huge, I'm on my second one, but I'm not a huge reader. Yeah, but this is my first book ever. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to say, don't feel so bad, because okay, I'm, okay. Not, I, I'm not a big reader. I do a lot of reading for work, obviously, but as far as reading for pleasure, I, I have a film podcast, not a book podcast. That should yeah. tell you something, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm more visual, that's all. Georgia, are you much of a book reader? I used to be. I used to really enjoy reading. Um, I've got bookshelves full of books, but I haven't picked up in a book in a couple of years now because I've been quite busy with other stuff. Um, my dad, though, a couple of years ago, hadn't read a book much like Liam in about 40 years um, and now gets through one about once a month. He's got an absolute full bookshelf. Good of- on him. Load yeah, of classics and stuff. I'm he really enjoys same. it. Good yeah. on them. I have made a, a concerted. I wanted to do one a month. I think that's. It's April and I'm on book two. So I don't uh, know if that's. Yeah. I only started in February, to be fair. So I want to get 11 books. Yeah, that was yeah. my goal. I don't know if I'll get that, but I'm not going to let the fact that I won't hit one a month stop me from reading. So no, I'm, no, I'm no, going to keep no. doing that. And my second book's a big one, too. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, uh, Ellie, should I ask, are you much of a reader? <laughs> I used to be like Georgia. Um, I used to be very much as a child and uh, haven't picked up a book really since I was about 15, probably. Okay. Um, I think when I was at uni, um, all of my law books sent me to sleep and like literally I would open them and I would be asleep. Um, <laughs> so I think it's just put me off for life, really. I keep thinking it's, it's something I really wish that I did more of, but I never find the time or the motivation. So, yeah. Watch films instead. Wow. Well, yeah. Do you know the weird thing, though? I've started reading, and I can see it. You can see? I can see what I'm Oh, reading. you can see it in your mind's eye? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I can describe it, and I can see it, and I can touch it, and I can smell it sometimes. It's weird. Oh, reading can really be magical. Like, yeah. It really is. And magical. I never knew oh, when that. I, when I get into a book, I can't put it down. I'm in there yeah. until until it's finished. I will be up until my eyes are, like, drooping and, like, I'm barely able to keep them awake because I need to finish it. For people so. who know me as, you know, the the, the not-so-closeted wrestling fan that I am, <laughs> um, I was given one Christmas the Bret Hart Hitman um, autobiography. It's, like, 500 pages, wow. the hardcover. Yeah. And I got really stuck into it. I think I finished it within, like, three days. Like, I was just, like, that. In- yeah, if, if, yeah, I, if, yeah, I'm, yeah, if I'm in, yeah. if it gets me. Yeah. Then I'm, then I'm, I can't put it down. It's what I would rather do more than anything else in the world is get back to that book. Yeah. So. I read all seven Harry Potter books within a week and some of them Whoa. are not short. Yeah. Um, when I first got them because I was just so engrossed and as much as she's a shitty person now, she wrote some good books. 
um and i thoroughly <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed reading those so yeah there is there is something to read that you don't get from anything else so a public service announcement in, in <laughs> engross yourself in the world of reading while i engross all of you with the world of our podcast and where we charted this week shall I? <laughs> so with that this. in mind uh we charted this uh week in america in great britain here at home number 42 wow. take that yeah uh, back in my old homeland in canada, canada. in australia uh, you just say I was waiting for you to do that. <laughs> we also have done it so in Denmark. Uh, we were number 25 in Switzerland. We were number 16 in Brazil and oh, number nice. 14 in Saudi Arabia. That's cool. It, like it's all over the world. It is. I, like, I love that. I love that. It is. It is the coolest thing. The more obscure places, the better. I love. I pl- it. Yeah, places that we wouldn't yeah, think our yeah. voices would necessarily travel to. Yeah, for language or for region or whatever, or whatever yeah. the case might be. So you think that'd be a barrier, wouldn't you? You you would think so, but I'm very glad that it's not. Thank yeah, you, everyone. Yeah, out there. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we are literally going to do this podcast, and then we're going to re- record our real roundtable mm. on the best picture winners at the Oscars, which will drop this coming Friday. So that'll be good. Yeah, looking forward to that. Looking very much forward to that. I've got my lists. I love a good list. You do, <laughs> uh, Georgia. Let's make sure we kind of threw it in at the end last time. Let's make sure we give some proper lip service to this this week, which is you were on the Jock Doc podcast. I was, yeah. It was lots of fun. So I'll, I'll say this. I listened to it. Uh-huh. And I, it, it, it was, it's a very Magic Tavern feel to it. it yeah, If it anybody out there so. knows of Hello from the Magic Tavern, it's kind of this same sort of feel. But from my perspective, it was based on the idea that there's a fake doctor giving fake medical advice. And there's this universe of characters sort of surrounding them. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I spoke to both Dr. London and Cameron, the producer, for a while before we started recording. And I still couldn't tell you whether Dr. London actually is a doctor or not um, <laughs> because it, it just didn't come up in conversation. So I'm still immersed in the magic as much as anyone else is, despite having been on <laughs> on cool. an episode and kind of engaged as one of these kooky guests. Um, yeah, originally she was going to be... I, we didn't really have much of a plan for my character. She was probably going to be some sort of film reviewer because it makes sense. Um, and for like an first improv thing that i'd done didn't really know what to do but uh, she ended up being a bit of a bit of a witch bit of a everything <laughs> yeah it, de- it, it definitely went about three different places i was like whoa <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> just, okay uh very interesting though and if you like a love from magic tavern or you just want to hear more of georgia in your headphones go ahead and check that out jock doc podcast um you can follow We've, we've tweeted out a couple of things to it, but definitely just go ahead and look for it. You will find it. Jock, J-O-C-K, Doc, D-O-C, the Jock Doc podcast. All right. So let's talk about, well, let's just get this out of the way, shall we? There's a mistake. I think we have mistakes every week. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. I'm okay with that because yeah, it speaks yeah. to, A, the quick turnaround that we do these in, yeah. which is fine by me. And also the idea of it's okay, it's okay to make a mistake. It is. It what is. you're getting out of us, folks, is is real. We're not editing out the mistakes. No. <laughs> you're probably going, dear God, can you imagine the mistakes they're making with they're leaving this stuff in? <laughs> <laughs> but, I want to hear the but, uh, I tell you what, Carlo got me. Carlo got me. I said James Cameron directed Total Recall, and I would have sworn on a stack of Bibles that James Cameron directed Total Recall. Oh, really? No. Not at all. Oh, okay. Uh, some other guy. I didn't write his name down. Uh, but he, he gave me like, I was like, I was like going, like, he's so wrong. I'm going to find out. <laughs> How am I going to break this to him? No, no, I was wrong on this one. Oh, yeah, definitely are. not James Cameron. And I really would have. I swore yeah, that I knew it, the answer to that. It was Paul Verhoeven. There you go. Paul Verhoeven. That rings a bell. 
I don't know why that rings a bell, but that name rings a bell. Paul Verhoeven. So, yeah. So, that was that. So, there he is. Um, so, just some, some general thoughts from people. Oh, I got one more. Oh, there he is. <laughs> this one's... And no one caught this. Oh, okay. This is me catching myself you again. catching yourself. Titanic did not... Monday was not the anniversary. Thursday, Friday was. Oh. Uh, so, that was me. Okay. Yeah. I saw Titanic one online. Was, I'm like, why is it trending like three days after? They <laughs> found out... No. <laughs> I actually had a note on my Excel sheet that said sinks April 15th. And then for some reason, I went sinks April 12th. <laughs> so, nope, got that one wrong. It's um, the 14th. It was the four, uh, it starts going down the night of the 14th into the 15th. So it crosses yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the overnight yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Dan Mackold's got a hold of us, said he saw Titanic in the theater back in 97. And as the credits rolled, he stated aloud, hmm, I enjoyed Aliens much more than this. Well, I guess all the grades are allowed a mulligan. Goes to show what I know. <laughs> and then there was a huge, I love it when our people start talking to other members of the fledgling it's fandom great, because people just don't, wouldn't really, would never have engaged. Yeah. And I think Dan and Carlo were going on a giant debate about the necklace and like, should she have thrown it in? What was the point of throwing it back? I think it's more romantic to throw the necklace back in the ocean and let him find it than just go, here you go. <laughs> Do you think they were going to find it then? Because I, I, I thought when she chucked it in the ocean, that was to leave and never be found again. I think it's an interesting conversation. I would like to think he's not going to be the last one to ever go looking for something like this. Oh, no, no. So let no, him no. find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got to read on him, thinks he's a good man. We're told he's a good man. Mm-hmm. Her granddaughter certainly seems to like him. Yes, yeah, she does. So, you know. <laughs> and James Cameron. Heart of the ocean. That's, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> Ellie, I thought thoughts? it more as her giving the necklace back to where Jack was. So, like, the necklace was going to end up with him. Okay. Georgia, any thoughts on it? I thought she was just being a bit wasteful, honestly. Could have gone in a museum. Could have gone... That belongs in a museum. <laughs> in I'm a museum. not usually that sort of a person, but I'm going, no. she's held on to no, it No, we're just so doing Indiana long. Jones references. Yeah, That's yeah, all we're yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Juline said that maybe we should have tried a drinking game anytime they said Jack or Rose. It would have to be very small sips. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah very small sips. Because you wouldn't have got anything out of me by the end of the podcast. You, yeah, you certainly wouldn't have a podcast. Maybe next <laughs> Maybe next year, if we've, if we've achieved super fame we can do like a live stream drinking game of it i would love that oh, that would oh, be brilliant dear, drunk podcast one episode of being oh jeez <laughs> imagine i think people probably think we are already i mean let's go um but you'd say another great episode from the bfe i laughed so hard in the end i choked on my monster and i'm pretty sure monster came out of my nose <laughs> I'd like, to, I'd like to state that Monster's an energy drink, I believe. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a different meeting altogether. Yeah, coming out of your uh, yes, right. Uh, action B-rated, uh, just for all the love. That's all. Vic Aww. from Action B-rated. Thanks a lot for everything you do, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Um, we found out that... Uh, who do I have this from? I think this might be Dwayne Smith. I could be wrong, but it says, James Cameron has been a tyrant on set for years. I remember reading a story with crew members that said, on Aliens, that made t-shirts for each other after it wrapped that said, you can't scare me. I worked with James Cameron. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Spy Hard said the best quote tweet of the week. I'll go on. And said, near, far, wherever you are, listen to our friends at BFE talk about the film that made me afraid of open water. Ooh. <laughs> nice. That's a sticker. I think... The one who lives in this country. Yeah. <laughs> sticker worthy. Sticker worthy. On that note, the uh, cards with the stickers have made their way to my car. 
<laughs> so, I went to post them on Saturday, and the post office closes at one as opposed to three when I went. <laughs> so you will get these folks. They will. They will get out there. It might have been quicker just to like for you guys to like drive on up or something, but we will. We'll Pigeon, make it happen. Pigeons. We'll pigeons. Pigeons. See, this is why I should. I'm good with the, like the podcast hosty thing, basic admin tasks. I'm not the guy you want. Yeah, maybe this. I should have had that. There that we go. I'm happy to give someone else the stickers and the cards. I'll just I'll just give you the envelopes and the index cards and the stickers. That's fine. By me. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Dwayne Smith went, the one, the film that made me afraid of open water was a film called open water, <laughs> which is actually a good little film. I thought he was going to say Jules then. Uh, friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. I was wondering how many times you said, had to say his name before I got to do it. Said I missed contributing this week, but probably have seen the film 30 times. Kate Winslet has the same effect on me as Michelle Pfeiffer does on Liam. Yay. Hashtag beer oh, gate two. Hashtag Liam's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? When I listen back and I listen to it, I can't stop help laughing along with myself. Yeah, well, how weird is that? Uh, Hermit- I noticed you don't have any bottles with you this week. No, no. I'm not tempting fate a third time. <laughs> no. uh, Hermes from the Scuttlebutt podcast said, "Titanic was sort of love hate film for us growing up with three older sisters, but after our latest episode, he might just have to go back and rewatch with new eyes. Been about 84 years since we last saw it, so yeah, maybe it's overdue. Well done, guys. He then got a hold of me and said, "I blame you for the song," <laughs> and I said, "I warned you." Uh, Carlo resonated with Debbie's viewpoint on the mum and kids bits. He's a father now, so he said he had a hard time. So good. And Debbie did a good job. She did a great job. Sticker worthy. She doesn't know this yet. Sticker worthy. Yeah, cool. I saw her personally a little while ago, and she went, When do I get a sticker? I said, You haven't done anything sticker worthy yet. (laughs) So now she's here. Sticker worthy. You don't even have to. Pay postage for that. Come I, I'm, on. I'm just, just going to walk over and put it through. The, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> really, I, that one's not in my glove box. That one's like right at the front part of my car. So I've driven by three times going, I should pull over and actually go ahead and drop that off. Yeah. So maybe I'll do it Tuesday morning, m- Monday late in the evenings so that when this pops up and she hears it, it's there. Yeah. It's a good idea. Alex from Main Street Finance said, listen to the newest episode now. Only heard y'all talking about Bill Paxton. Fun fact, Bill Paxton's the only actor to be killed by a xenomorph, a predator, and a terminator. <gasps> That's a cool little that combination. That is cool, isn't it? Uh, and says, uh, finally, I can get my weekly fix of best film ever. Mm. And I want to say, dude, we release two to three episodes a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. You don't have to listen to them all. But <laughs> no. if you're saying finally, it's like, yeah. we got a few more up there. And then Lestat and the Summon It Boys, who hey. said to Ellie, fantastic job on hosting Cleared for Takeoff with Killing Eve. They said you did an amazing job. Oh, well, there we are. See? Oh, thank you. And you can go ahead and catch that up on the feed. Killing Eve. Uh, if you're British, you can watch on BBC. If you're American, you watch on BBC America or Hulu or something like that. But listen to the pod. It was a good time. Uh, some quick shout outs. Uh, Julene, for all the love. Dan Mackeltz, who's, uh, you know how I said my thing out. It says for five minutes, she'll become a fan. He said it took me six to seven minutes. Uh, <laughs> thank, you. thank you, Dan, for being the pe- thank you for being the pedantic special snowflake that you are. Absolutely. Uh, how do things you learn from film for all the love? Dishing, drinking and dishing podcast uh, for all the love. Hermes and the Scuttlebutt podcast for all the positivity. Even score for all the love the film effect podcast says damn it feels good knowing there's a new episode of bfe to listen to checking it out now and i checked out their episode on empire records oh love Love empire records and they do a good job discussing it really enjoyed it really really enjoyed it they had some neat comments about one had watched the theatrical one had watched the extended which is like 40 more minutes of content or something like that i was like wow "Wow." um so yeah people do celebrate rex manning day don't rex manning day yeah it wasn't that long i think that's why i think that's why they released it i think it was rex manning day oh cool so ooh, rexy you're so sexy sexy. (laughs) damn the man damn the man damn the man uh so also 
also we've got it's a musical podcast who shouted this out to cineplex odeon and that would be cool that would be very cool. And then a bunch more people piled on with the Rex, most we've already talked about, but also Russo, our resident postie. Yay. Hey, 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 Mr. Postman. Uh, Paul and Griff, we thank this for, for our support. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like, they are maybe the old, some of our oldest, nearest, and dearest friends in the podcast. Absolutely. And they have always been a support to us. So always. thank you, Paul yeah, and Griff, for everything you, yeah. you do. Uh, Alpha Dogs for all the love. That's a cool name that for a podcast. Nice. Alpha Dogs. Alpha dog. Uh, Ray from Not Before Coffee for all the love. The F and Nerds podcast. We love them. Film Rage for all the love and for tagging me in things that causes my notifications to blow up for three days. Uh, the Cheeky Chi uh, who said that we have great stuff. Aww. I said, thank you. That's not cheeky at all. That's quite nice. You can say that anytime. And then finally, Lestat from How hey. Not to Summon a Podcast, who did a real live video of him opening a beer. I'll note that he opened it I'll note in, the that sink. in the sink. Yes. That does not scream. I'm really confident this won't blow no. up. So that's example number one. The minute you set it in a sink, you're going, this is take. Th-. And secondly, I'm convinced there's some CGI involved yes. in this. <laughs> If you have to open it in a sink, there's a problem with a design flaw. <laughs> is this on Twitter? It is on Twitter. I think. I'm not sure if I if I retweeted or not. Oh, good lad. Uh, so let's get. We've talked about Bill now. Uh, Parasite. Who has seen it? Nobody's seen nope. it. And why are we watching it? Because it's Oscar week. It is. So we thought, let's see who won it last year. Yeah. And I've been promising a colleague and a few friends that I've been watching. I will watch this for months now. Months and months, and I'm gonna be honest. The foreign language thing uh, is a bit of a different perspective to say. Oh, let's watch because it's not just that; it's things like star power. Yeah, I don't know anybody in the in in the film, right? There may be some cultural differences. Actually, not 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 so many, but these are the fears that you have going into a foreign language film. Yeah, Um, I haven't heard of the director, Um, and to watch a film means that those two hours I could be watching any other film. It's what we call opportunity cost. So in order to watch that, what it costs me is the ability to not watch any of the things I've got lined up on Netflix or now TV or mm-hmm. Apple or Disney or any of those things. Yeah. And so I was like, but then when it was time to schedule, I went, this makes the most sense. Yeah. When it was available on Amazon Prime, I went, this makes the most sense before we go ahead and, uh, and show this. And people seem to, people rave about this film. So it could be the best film ever. It Ergo. Could. It could. What we do, so we do what we says in the tin. Yeah, absolutely. So, Let's give it a shot. So, um, people's thoughts going in. I was, I was looking forward to being after a conversation with, with my friends at work and go. I finally watched it. So I was looking forward to it from that perspective and to podcast about it. Not with us, no. I'm looking forward to podcast about it because I thought thematically, as the guy who sets the schedule, I went. Oh, yeah, I, think it, I think it fits quite nicely. But also, I thought it was something that no one would have seen before, and that's always fun to do as well. But if I wasn't doing it for the pod, I don't know if I would have been as up. I say I call my interest level a six and a half going in. Yeah, well, well, I was okay up until the point you said it's subtitles. And I went, oh, I mean, I've got to read it. Would you just have rather have watched it in straight Korean without the subtitles? Well, no, dubbed. <laughs> <laughs> because, seriously, I struggle with reading and watching because... You mentioned that all the way back in episode two, Amalie. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, it's, it's because I'm very visual and I have to see everything. Try taking notes while you do it. I know. <laughs> that is incredible. Watching you do that. It's we'll see if amazing. I have like 19 things that I've missed. You'll know that. And it's hard because I can't just listen. No. I have to sort of be constantly less yeah, is more yeah, yeah. and wait for something and then do recaps as they're doing some sort of a, a long shot. You can I take f- my notes on my phone. So I'm like looking at the screen and trying to kind of touch type it. And then I look down and li- look at all the different like ways that it's autocorrected everything. And I'm like, what does that even That say? reminds me of when Liam and I went 
went and saw Home Alone, and we got to go see that we in did. the Majestic, which is very kind of them. We, lo- we, and we love our friends in the Majestic. And I'm trying to take notes on Home Alone like by, by hand, but I can't see I the, the pages. <laughs> I was stunned it didn't come out looking like hieroglyphics, because my writing sucks to begin with. <laughs> you did very nice well. Nice I was, I was I was quite happy with that. I worked yeah, out all right. Yeah. Uh, Georgia, thoughts that you had going in? Uh, see, I'm not. I don't mind a foreign language film. No, you I, don't. Like, when we watched, I'm quite happy reading and watching at the same time. Um, I really enjoyed Amelie. Uh, probably the most out of all of us, to be fair, I think. Um, so I wasn't bothered by foreign language going into this. I just had zero idea of what to expect. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't have a synopsis. All I knew was that it was a foreign language film. It won Best Picture and that it was called Parasite. That is all I knew. I knew so, dark comedy. That's all I knew. Dark comedy. I didn't even, I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> I knew the same as Georgia, and I knew there was a toilet in it. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, man, that was some, that was some toilet humor. That uh, was. That was, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it was a story of jokes, everybody. You did. Um, so, uh, let's go ahead and dive in, shall we? So, <laughs> dive in. Dive in. Not like Retton did in Trainspotting, yeah. but uh, this is directed. Oh, no, don't remind me of that. And I'm sorry. This is, uh, I, I'm going to do my best with the names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Korean's not a series of names I've really had to familiarize myself with much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sports that I follow are typically uh, North American British or like Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the regions I'm familiar with how to pronounce nation, but I'm going to do my best. So we've got directed by Boon. I'm sorry. Let's try it again. Directed by Bong Joon Ho. Um, and I've told according to Wikipedia, mm-hmm. my friend Wiki. <laughs> Last name Pedia <laughs> said that his films are characterized by the use of social themes, genre mixing, black humor, and sudden tone shifts. And I'd say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say you're not wrong. Uh, cinematography by Hong Kyung Paul and uh, who's a frequent collaborator with Bong Joon Ho, and music by Jung Jae Il. So uh, oh. I, I, I thought the music score was, was really nice actually in this. Really, yeah. really nice. Absolutely. Um, so the idea for Parasite originated in 2013 while working on a film called Snowpiercer. Bong was encouraged by a theater actor friend to write a play, and he'd been the tutor for the son of a wealthy family in Seoul when he was in his early 20s and considered turning his experience into a stage production. But then as he went along, he kept thinking about where he would want it shot from and went, I'm, I'm writing a movie. Yeah, That's what I'm doing. He yeah. said whenever these sorts of things happened. It was always about a movie. The film's title was set by Bong as a sort of double meaning. First, that it had to can, uh, it's about the poor family infiltrating and creeping into the rich people's house. But then it's also supposed to be a double meaning about how the rich don't do anything for society. And I'm like, that one might have been lost. Yeah, it was. I'm not sure we got that across. Like, yeah, we get the idea that they're completely, like, you get the idea the father actually does something of value. Yeah. I'm not sure the kids do. Not that the kids are bad. No. The wife's a bit one note and privileged yeah. and doesn't realize what's going on. Nope. But yeah. So after completing uh, the film Snowpiercer, Bong wrote a 15-page film treatment for the first half of Parasite, and his production assistant then turned it into three different drafts of a screenplay. That's what you do. Here's 15 pages. Go write me a script. But it's your idea. I know. Go write me a script. You know the three different drafts they had? Yep. Do you think that's the whole movie? <laughs> right, that's, that's one story. That's another story. That's another story. Put them together. Put them together. <laughs> Just take pages from each and run into them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, the, the, uh, production assistant did receive credit as a co-writer and good for, and good for him. So, yeah. so he should, uh, apparently was influenced by a 1960 Korean domestic Gothic film called the housemaid in which a middle-class family stability is threatened by the arrival of a disruptive interloper who happened to work in the household. Uh, and then also there were two live-in maids who murdered their employees in night, sorry, employers in 1930s France, which was a source of inspiration. 
So uh, the primary thing, though, is still Bong's personal experience tutoring. He said, uh, I got this feeling I was infiltrating the private lives of complete strangers. Every week I would go into their house and thought how fun it would be if I could get all my friends to infiltrate the house one by one. (laughs) That's that's dark. Sounds accurate, but pretty dark. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and on almost all his films, Bong Joon-ho wrote his work closely with an American translator called Darcy Paquette um, for the way to do English subtitles that feel organic. Oh, okay. And I'll say this, like it felt, it didn't feel like some lazy Google Translate version. It felt no. like it was, it was really easy no, to understand. I, I thought it did a, a couple of occasions. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there was a couple of lines where I felt there was perhaps a, a rewrite of that sentence might have been, like it just, it just felt janky. Okay. A janky, only, only a, janky a is, is, is Norfolk for odd. I like, yeah. I like that word, janky. <laughs> I noticed it's infiltrating several of my, my, my friends' vernacular, and I'm like, probably should explain this word. <laughs> um, and so uh, Paquette wrote, talking about this, because he made a couple changes. Originally, it was Harvard was supposed to be one. He changed it to Oxford. Uh, there was supposed to be a different app, and he called it WhatsApp instead because we won't we wouldn't know what yeah. cacao talk would be. No, so that was good. And he said, in order for humor to work, people need to understand it immediately. With an unfamiliar word, the humor is lost. And I'd say, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, filmed for 124 days, it took place around Seoul and Jeonju. And uh, the editor of the film edited the film using Final Cut Pro 7, which is like a, a program older than what I use. Wow. Yeah. It hasn't been updated since 2011. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, and it was released in South Korea in May, Australia, New Zealand in late June, Russia in July, North America in October, and not in the UK until February 2020, one of the last films that we got oh. before everything got shut down. Yeah. And that is the context. Cool. So let's begin the film. We begin in a basement apartment, and there's no more free Wi-Fi nope. or WhatsApp. Has anybody ever tried to leech Wi-Fi off the neighbors? No. I have. Okay. Back I didn't know you could, in Canada. Well, yeah, if people leave their, 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 their Wi-Fi unprotected. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's not automatically protected then? More often than not, it is, especially in Canada where you don't pay. It's not all you can eat. Oh, okay. So I remember my sister. I'd go to her place, and I'd forget what her password was, but I'd see her neighbor had an unprotected one, so I would watch whatever I was watching. I think once when I was over, I must have used far too much because the next time I was around, they had a lock on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So When I was a kid, um, we were quite late to move on to Wi-Fi. So um, my neighbors got um, Wi-Fi while we were still on dial-up. So I did use their Wi-Fi a few times then. But we were friends, so it was okay. Okay. <laughs> Georgia, have you, have you always been, been wholesome with your internet usage? Um, I mean, I, I've tried to take wi-fi from places but it doesn't ever really work oh no okay um my biggest problem in this country is that my phone everybody else would get in wi-fi my phone wouldn't be able to connect i'm like how it's the same wi-fi the rest of you are using why won't my phone work on it yeah i just use 4g i never use wi-fi anymore i don't anymore because i got unlimited everything yeah same and i think in this country most people have all you can eat data for their for their for their homes i've run out of data this month already i think i might need to upgrade my me too i said for their i meant i said for their homes <laughs> uh, so for the most part, the idea about stealing Wi-Fi, it's like yeah, it's not a thing of the past. Now. It's kind of a thing of the past. I really wouldn't care if someone was leeching unless they were like if they downloaded like a bunch of movies illegally, and I was getting like letters. Yeah, that yeah. might cause an input. That's the only yeah. reason why. Yeah, because I'm not. Otherwise, I'm not really concerned. No. Yeah. Um, and so they're quite literally parasites. They're like, okay, what can you get? Go over there. And the dad's dad's slimy. He is. All dad is slimy. You need to get up really high. <laughs> and this is where we discover the elevated toilet. 
Yes, strange. I can't think of getting up in the middle of the night going, I really need a toilet, and then climbing up this, like... That's a throne and a half, isn't it? It's a throne. You're (laughs) definitely from an elevated position. Especially when, like, you know, you kind of wandered... I wear glasses, so you kind of need to wander to the toilet, and I'm like, you know, you don't need to put your glasses on. For this, I am definitely am putting on my... I was like, putting on my toilet. Putting on my glasses. Uh, And so there's stink bugs, and they're stealing the Wi-Fi, and it turns out... things, stink bugs? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Okay. They just invent it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. And then I've never heard of the word stink bug before. They're assembling pizza boxes. Yeah. And the best part is they start to fumigate the, the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, no, leave the window open. Free fumigation. And they're trying to watch. And you get this great shot of them trying to watch the video on this phone through, like, the smoke. And uh, they're coughing and sputtering as they continue to... Apart from the father. <laughs> Apart from the father. I don't know why they don't think to move into a different room. So yeah. at least the room gets fumigated, but they don't. I don't know. But the name of this restaurant was like Pizza Generation or something like that. Something like that. And they come back and they say, your boxes are no good. We have a complaint. <laughs> what is it? And I think it's going to be the fact that the boxes are toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same. But no, it's just that the Me folds too. are off. I was like, <laughs> these things cannot. Like, you're going to put food in these things. How is this sanitary? That's crazy. Oh, um, and uh, Kiwoo. Who, uh, who is the the son? Who I guess he's the closest thing we get to a protagonist. Would you say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's uh, wants to get a job there, and then they're told, "Well, maybe come by tomorrow, and we'll see." Yada yada yada. And they're sitting around, and then there's this great recurring joke of this guy who keeps trying to have a leak out by their window, and they try to scare him off. And uh, then comes Min, and Min is a good friend because Min scares off the would-be urinator. <laughs> yeah, the urinator. And Dad's like, Min is a good friend. <laughs> yeah. And Min has a gift from Min's grandfather for uh, Kiwu, and it is a scholar rock, and this is supposed to bring material wealth to families. And the mom's like, I'd rather just have food. Mm. And I thought Min wanted. I thought Min was interested in the sister. But we wouldn't see him again, so it didn't really no, matter. No, yeah, yeah, I thought that. I thought yeah. I'd go somewhere else. There seemed, to be a, there seemed to be a thing where it's like, hey, tell me about your sister. Do you think this was the first draft? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And then he never made it to the second draft. <laughs> and so Min and Ki Woo go off into town and get some food or something, and he wants uh, Ki Woo to tutor his student. Kind of student, kind of girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he goes, if it's you, I can leave in peace. Like, I guess Ki Woo was like, the least sexual guy you could think of. <laughs> yeah. Because it was it was very possessive. Yeah, I don't want is. any of these frat boy guys to drool all over yeah, her. And yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, is he being? Oh, maybe he's being like like he's looking out for her. Yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna ask her out. I'm like, oh, okay, no, you're not you're not looking out for her. You're just sort of uh, staking your claim or trying to keep everybody else away. And I did think when he said it, oh, that's really nice. You know, he's doing the respectable thing and he's waiting until she's old enough to ask her out. And then they use exactly the same line later on. And I'm like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. Do you think that's why he didn't like that guy peeing everywhere? Because that's pissing all over his patch. <laughs> so. Stake in your territory. <laughs> yeah. uh, it turns out that he'll need to fake his university status, which brings us to Ki, Ki Jung, Ki Young, um, Ki Young yeah. who, who sends most of the um, film as Jessica. Uh, yeah, well, shall we refer to it as Jessica? So, maybe, maybe. Because I will get confused. Um, and he, yeah, and he, he, she, the sister, Jessica Ki, Ki Jung, makes a fake degree. And I guess it looks legit. He seems to think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ki Woo tells his dad, I don't think of it as forgery. I'm going to go there next year. And I guess this is how, I guess each character has to justify it to themselves, why all this is okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I wasn't that. I mean, as far I mean, I, I don't think we're supposed to. I think we're supposed to be on his side here. Yeah, it didn't bother me at all when he was faking his university no. status to get a tutoring job. I mean, how many people? I mean, I've done it myself in jobs. I've lied my way into a job several times, and uh, and I've been all right at it when I've got to the job. So at the end of the day, if you didn't, you wouldn't have got the job. Okay, you know. So uh, so all my ex employees uh, out there, <laughs> em- employers, employers out yes. there. Um, sorry. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. People, well, uh, tell the truth on your uh, job applications, uh, especially if you say you're going to be a marine biologist. You may need to actually prove that at some oh, point. Not, I would never say, like, for being brain surgeon or anything. But, oh, okay. You know. You're not going to catch me if you can this. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Would you concur? No, I, I, I would concur. <laughs> Excellent. There we go. Uh, so, uh, Ki Woo makes it into the house, and we find out the house was originally built by an architect, Nam Jung, or something like that, his name was. Yeah. Uh, the park's house was a, spe- was a specifically constructed set. The ground floor and the garden were constructed on an empty outdoor lot, while the basement and first floor were constructed on set. Uh, quote said uh, from, from uh, Bong, uh, we built the main floor of the house in a back lot, and the second floor, it was all green screen outside. Oh, sorry, that was editor Yang Jinmo. Uh, he said, uh, when we shot towards the outside from the inside, everything beyond the garden was, was visual effects. So the tree line and the city in the background is visual effects. So the only legit part is the lawn i'd never have thought that I no it was, it was it was really it was it really clean yeah, yeah it was very clean it, it weren't jarring to me especially to considering you did it on final effects pro 11 yeah <laughs> incredible uh design of the home and the interiors were aimed to make the set amenable for the filming of two 3.35 to one aspect ratio favoring wide and deeper rooms rather than height so actually build the set with the aspect ratio in mind that's cool that is cool uh i will say this though uh my bad. I'll get back to that. Bong, as part of the scripting, designed the basic layout of the home. It's like its own little universe inside the film. Each character and team has their spaces they take over, but only they can infiltrate. And also secret spaces that they don't know. Uh, he did a lot of the sketches for the basic structure for the house. Um, when an architect saw this, including the 2.35 to 1 aspect ratio theory, he said, no idiot would build a house this way. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Brilliant. So maybe built by an architect in the universe of the film. Yeah. Real architects go, this is stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and in an interview with Korean magazine Cine 21, director Bong Joon-ho spoke of his experience in filming in a hyper-rich Korean home. He said his hand literally shook from anxiety when he was returning a trash can that was used as a prop. The trash can was of high, a high-tech variety that stayed silent even when the lid was being closed and cost as much as 2,500 U.S. dollars. Do bins usually make a lot of noise? Not enough that I would spend $2,500 to, like, correct that. It's as if, like, it stays silent. Like, is it it actually, like blending up the rubbish inside it? Or, like, what is I don't it know. Just, it doesn't go thud when it closes. Well, neither does mine if you shut it quietly. Well, I guess the theory is that this <laughs> takes... If you just let it go from... It's like a soft yeah. closed toilet seat. It is. <laughs> <laughs> the hydraulics... It's like, it's, like, it's like trying to slam a fire door. Yeah. <laughs> I always try, though. Oh, I love it when a student gets mad enough and they want to sl- come out of the room and they try to slam a fire door. That's great, isn't it? <laughs> I was one of those kids. <laughs> You're always like, oh, good try. <laughs> um, Madam, which is what I guess seemed to be the name that we, the, the, um, the wife, matriarch, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. The, of the Park family was called, uh, has to be woken up with a slap. I thought she must have been an alcoholic, but apparently not. 
No. Yeah, I, it, it, odd, I thought it? there was going to be more about yeah. that. But I, I thought, thought she was just a woman who just like, drinks her. Is she, she, does, she, and she does like to drink. Oh, she. there is a reference to that. Yeah, yeah you're right. No, I don't think they went down that road enough. No. It also says at the start, you know, where it's got like the Mild reasons drugs, for the yeah. rating and stuff. It says about drug use there as well. Okay. I didn't know if that was just because of like there's a scene where the sister's smoking yeah. or whether yeah. it's actually to do with the bit where she says get me drugs or whether she's supposed to be on drugs. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, Draft three. So, <laughs> so the daughter. Um, oh, sorry, but but Madam also feels like she's. It seems like she was quite taken with men. Yeah, it seemed like she was a little. He's an extraordinary human being. <laughs> we wanted to keep him in the high school, not just for his academics. I was like, what? What? What is this about? Yeah, weird. I don't know if mum was. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be some weird kind of. I it was be some hanky panky scandal at different generations. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a whole bunch of it, and it didn't. It didn't yeah. go down that way. Yeah. No. Uh, Dahai, who is the daughter, uh, isn't sure about question 24, but then uh, Kevin, as he's now being called, uh, Kiwu, Ki but they get almost Kevin, grabs her wrist. Like, what's the He goes, your pulse lies. You need to attack this thing. And I'm like, I, I've made this speech. Like, this part, I haven't done the whole pulse thing, but I've gone, okay. As far as it goes, and she's like, oh, all right. And the, the, this is enough to pass, because this is like a trial lesson. This is enough for mom to go, okay, and the next scene's like, here's your money, and I've also put in a little bit more, because, you know, inflation... <laughs> And he's just like, great. And then uh, he happens to see that uh, he's almost just taken out by an arrow from the sun, the song. And um, his mother starts going, oh, he's an artist. And there's a framed, there's a framed picture of like a five-year-old has done. Yeah. Like, if you want the definition, this family has way too much money. Like, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not, it's not, it's pretty, it's good for a five-year-old. I don't know if I frame it and put it beside like these other giant portraits. Oh, and, you can tell you're not a parent. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, yes, you it's Ellie, you can tell you're not a parent and have not worked with small children because they will make <laughs> thousands of these <laughs> and expect and you to put every single one word on He's probably thinking I'm five and I've peaked. I've never made anything as good as that orangutan. <laughs> So uh the self-portrait, damn it. The self-portrait is it a regular <laughs> No, it's a self-portrait. And he goes, he needs an art teacher, and he goes, boom, and he thinks of Jessica. And I liked how this film let us get there a step before it would be said. Yeah, yeah. He goes, Oh, and I'm like, oh, I bet you it's gonna be oh, it's the, it's the sister, yeah. You great. got there that slightly second quicker than me though. Yeah, yeah. You, you read it quicker than me. Yeah, but you got you got somewhere <laughs> else quicker than me, so I'll, I'll let you know when that is. Yeah, okay. Uh so this is Ki Jung, uh also who they call Jessica. And I love when they go through they're kind of through the door and they sort of like go through like there's their backstory and they like yeah. have like a song they've memorized it to i like that because i do this yeah when i have to memorize things for exams i will set things to melodies and that will be the way i will remember large chunks of information she just has to go back to the part of a song the music will help the, the words yeah. come out i've done that there was an episode of cheers years ago you ever see cheers yep and ellie you've seen some cheers and Georgia has not. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. What? What? <laughs> Coach is doing some night school class, and he has to learn about Albert. And Sam joins too. And Sam cheats. Sam starts sleeping with the teacher, and that's why he's getting all the good oh, grades. And Coach, and Coach hates this. Yeah. He's like, you're going you're to learn how to do this the right way. Because Sam goes, because Sam actually wants to feel better about himself. And he goes, I want to feel better about myself. I want to do it my own two feet. She goes, really? She goes, okay, F. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, she won't. She won't. She's going to mark me fairly because I won't sleep with her. Goes, okay. So they have to learn. And it's like, Albania, Albania, you border on the Adriatic, your main exports are cool. Something. But I remember like 20 years later, I've never known anything about Albania, but, but know I that. know it's on the Adriatic because of the song. <laughs> like, it's still there. And you went, cheers. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> I didn't need no coaching for that. No. <laughs> 
we went on a school trip when I think I was probably in year six, so that is uh, like 10, 11 years old for anyone else. Um, and we went to Gressenhall Farm Museum. This does catch tie into what we were talking about. And we did like this school day lesson, and they taught us something about um, Columbus and America, and they taught it in song form. <laughs> and because of that, I can still recite the boats that he used and in what year he used it. And this is coming up on like 11, 12, 13 well, years ago. Well, I've been now. to pub quizzes with That's you. Great. And you know, like, if, if it's a question about monarchs, there's a song oh, they yeah, teach yeah. you there's in primary song. school here. And George is able to go through the song and pick out which which monarch it is in which order. That's good. Yeah. And so, there's divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, beheaded survived. survived. Yeah. yeah, all these things, right? So mnemonics, there's, there's your lesson for the day. Mnemonics help with everything. 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 My students are <laughs> teaching right now. The Jurassic Park one. Not that one, but a different one. I want them okay. with little mnemonics, and they go, they go, man, like it's so easy how you come up with them. And I'm like, well, no, it's not really. <laughs> it's just taking two seconds ago, and how can I remember this information easier? Yeah. When I teach people how to read scripts and stuff, it's always like, what's the key word you want to focus on? That'll help you remember. What's the link word that'll prompt you next line? Which I think all of you have heard me go on about at some capacity. He's very, it's, it's very good at it because as someone who had to learn a massive ass Shakespeare speech with him as the director, actually, it really worked because I can't remember what it was yeah. that you told me, but it was linking two different words yep. in the yeah. lines I'm sorry. that and made me. no sense. It makes no sense, but, it, but it's... Yeah. It, yeah, it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, memorization is important. Is. <laughs> and so Dahai says to the to Madame that the song is faking the... Or sorry, sorry, Dehai says to Kevin that the song is faking the artist stuff. And it really mean I think she was just jealous or what the deal I don't know what it was. That's the feeling I got. Yeah. Well, she's she's they didn't just trying to get more that either. She just wants all the time with him. Dehai is dubious that Jessica's really who she says she is, and Dehai thinks it's his girlfriend, which of course it's not, it's his sister. She then pesters Kiwu about his interest in Jessica. <laughs> and he says something about a rose, and we never really get the payoff to that. Like what is it that he draws or it just gets him out of hot water, whatever it is. And then she touches his hand, similar to the way he touched her wrist yesterday. Yeah. And then they kiss. And the camera gets in very tight. And this is a bit creepy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just slightly. Uh, and then we go to the song's lesson. And we saw what the mother wants, Madame wants to go into the lesson. Uh, Jessica kicks her out of the lesson and says, no, I will have no pa- parents in the room. And like the mom's like, oh, all right, okay, fine. And then she tries to sneak the maid in because you're not a parent. So you can go in, go take them some juice. <laughs> and uh, we don't need that because Jessica's already come to the kitchen table and they're going to talk. And the song painted something earlier and refers to this bottom corner and says, before I take on the song, before I decide if I'm going to take on the song, and I'm like, this is so clever because you flip the power dynamic. You're yeah. not trying out anymore. They are. Yeah. Yeah. And says, look at this here. This is the schizophrenic side of, those, of the thing. He needs art therapy. It just makes some sort of leading question about, tell me, did anything happen in this first year? And the mom was like, oh, my God, yes. And she went, look, I'll need four lessons a week, and they will be very expensive. And the mom was like, yes, absolutely, yes, <laughs> which was brilliant. Um, and then we get introduced to to Don Ick, also known as Mr. Park. And I have in my notes here that Mr. Park was going to end up romantically inclined with Jessica. And I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that as well, though. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Maybe I'm just too used to those sorts he of narratives. That mannerism about him, didn't he? Yeah, a little bit. It's the way he looked at her or the camera panned on her or something yeah. when he walked in and she was really central and stood up like she just looked like she was just I'll tell you, she, in light. I don't know if she was as good the rest of the film if this came across as well, but she owned the room in that first day Mm -hmm. like she was in control of every conversation she was in yeah 
Um, and then uh, they're going to drive. The driver's going to drive her home. I don't know what's happened to Kevin. Is he still upstairs kissing or is he left already? Because he doesn't need to ride home. Just she does. Yeah, it seems odd. A bit weird. Uh, and then um, the driver's clearly interested in Jessica. Uh, she's like, no, no. And he wants to drive her home. She goes, no, which is important because it'll kind of, the jig will be up. She has to make up a fake boyfriend. And finally, it's like, oh, okay. Um, but then she takes off her underwear and like plants them in the car. Uh, and then we go to the driver's cafeteria. And I think, I don't know if the kids are treating the parents or if they're just scamming a free meal. I think that's I d- scamming a free meal. I genuinely don't me. know. I think it's scamming a meal. They definitely know. paid for it. Because I think the kids paid for it. So Because the dad out. keeps saying, have as much as you want. I think the line was, well, well, well you didn't pay for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got lost on that bit. Um, and so we have Jessica. Jessica just Googled art psychology and like ad-libbed the rest. Props right. to that. Yeah, absolutely. And we find out a dad briefly was a driver. Briefly was a driver. <laughs> and then back in the car, Mr. Park finds the underwear in the car. And he gives it a sniff. <laughs> that was weird, yeah. I'd like to point out I was watching it with my nana by this point as well. <laughs> <laughs> Poor nana. What nana, nana didn't mind it. I've actually got a two-minute review of Nana Speaks we, about oh, it. Yeah, yeah. I would love a two-minute segment called Nana Reviews or yeah. Nana Speaks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, get yes. her on as a regular. Yes. Get her on as a nana, regular. Nana would love to be on as a regular. We would she said l- not for this film because she didn't really understand it. But. <laughs> <laughs> nana Speaks. I would yeah. love that. Uh, and so um, so the driver, Yoon, and they have this conversation. And the dad goes, he must be a pervert who likes it in the car. And he says, does dripping his sperm on my seat turn him on? <laughs> Again, yet yeah, Nana was reading these subtitles. Yeah. With me. And I found out that relax in Korean is relax, which was weird. There was some. The words. word relax was being said the way we would hear it. It must there not be is. a word that they originally had. There's a few words like that. Yeah. Through the whole I think film. Surprise was one as well. Yeah. yeah. That's surprising. Uh, Jessica manages to talk. Uh, <laughs> she, she talks to Madam, and Madam says, We're going to be firing him for a slight indiscretion. And she goes, oh, well, my, uh, she says about the importance of old drivers. And he goes, yes, yes, it's important. She says, oh, well, my uncle had an old driver. He was very reliable, Mr. Kim. Do you think he'd be available? She said, well, I can arrange a meeting. And she, the madam says, well, people who are in our belt of trust. And then uh, in a great setup, we cut to um, our, our family of rogues, if you will, out of the Mercedes-Benz showroom. As he's getting used to the layout of the car he'll be driving, this is Clever. genius. It is genius. Because if you've got a fake that you've done it, get in there. Because they'll, they'll let you touch all the buttons, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And get yourself familiar with it. And then go ahead when it's time. You know how to do everything. Yeah. Genius. Clever. Uh, and then uh, there's, there's, he takes the uh, the old man on, 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 a, on a drive. Oh, sorry. Well, the, the father takes the Mr. Park on a drive. And he says, oh, and he's got the cup of tea. <laughs> and he's testing if he's a good driver to see what happens to it. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't drip uh, a drop as a result of his cornering. And he says, Don't well. Don't use the word drip just after the last <laughs> conversation about the car. <laughs> after 30 years behind the wheel, he says, the car pretty much drives itself. I like that. And then they shift their focus on the housekeeper. And they're eating the pizza at Pizza Generations. They've already transcended pizza generation so now they're able to be there as customers and not begging them and uh, we find out the housekeeper can't deal with peaches no so um, is it just a fair of peaches though not just peaches no she's got an allergy like a like a ridiculous allergy to peaches 
Yeah, but I like, think the fur is just the easy to disguise part. So, and oh, they okay. no, they just like flick. They, they, they just flick sauce on it, don't they? Or, no, or juice? No, no, it's the, it's the fur. Oh, the is, it, is it like yeah. dander or whatever it is? Yeah, you yeah. see it like sh- oh, really? shaving, uh, shaving the fur off it at one point. Don't know, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it kind of floats on the wind, so they can just kind of stand behind her and be like, Poof. and you won't feel it because it won't be. Ah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah okay. fairy dust. So, um, this was actually inspired by one of Bong's university friends having this exact allergy, which he confirmed in a Reddit Ask Me Anything. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so, um, then we see them at home practicing the scripts that about how good. he's go- how they're going to... Um, how they're going to react How to they're go- going to set up the housekeeper. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. dad has to do it, and the son's giving notes. <laughs> and he's talking He's directing. Him. He's yeah. like, no, no, you want to say... basically like, you're tenning all over, he, Dad. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Stop tenning. Bring it down. Bring it down. <laughs> you need to have somewhere to go. It's brilliant. Uh, and so... having that speech. That's right. <laughs> and then there's this great bit, because it basically said she has tuberculosis. And they they purposely then with three minutes before the driver's coming home with the with Madam who he's been telling the story to, uh, they said we'll be home in three minutes on like a text message, and so they do a little bit more of the peach. Face. How does he do that whilst he's driving? He was good at it. I don't know. Okay, can I ask a question? You is just tuberculosis? Did. Yeah, did yeah. Is tuberculosis a, a common thing over there at the moment? at that time well no that's the thing is that they were all saying like no one has it anymore and they came back with the stat but actually korea south korea's got the highest uh, rate of tuberculosis amongst the oecd countries yeah okay yeah. so the theory is that everybody would think it would be an old school thing yeah and so purposely they, they give the woman a, a coughing attack with the allergy moments before they get in and then they take some fire hot sauce and it's dump clever. it on the napkin so we can hold up this what looks like a blood-soaked it, napkin it does though doesn't it it's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. It's a pretty good setup. And uh, mother is like, like parent, like terrified of everything. So office guy goes because you know she doesn't want her youngest being susceptible to this. Uh, and there's some, I've got there's some amazing sexual chemistry between dad and madame, and that didn't do anything. No, I thought the driver and madame were going to have a thing. Clearly not. I don't know why I thought everybody was going to couple I never up in saw this. That one. Oh, I did. Oh uh, well. Yeah. And then there's a business I don't think card. Nobody knew where they were going with the script too. <laughs> <laughs> then I saw a business card called The Care. And Jessica obviously has made this again. And uh, Mother, as a result, is employed as a housekeeper. And the song picks up that they all smell the same. The child. The child, yeah. You smell like her. And you smell like Kevin. But no one picks up on that at all. Like a child has so. A child's not held back by logic. No, but what I mean is, he points out to them. Yeah. And they don't even... No, it doesn't they, become a They just think no. he's being rude. They're all poor, so they'd all smell like poor people. Well, not, not even that. Just the idea that, you know, oh, he's just being rude. I'm so sorry. Because in what world could these people possibly be related? Yeah, I guess. Whereas the kids nail it on the head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because he... Well, what's logic to a kid? They all smell the same. Forget these... I'm just giving you the fact. They all smell the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so... um. They're at home talking about how they have to change things. Like, well, we're not going to change things as long as we live here. You can you can you can shower and you. I'm like a little bit defeatist. Like maybe try putting some fragrance on or some fabric softener. Use different soap, didn't they? They go, ah, oh, it's not point to it, is it? <laughs> no. And then we have the urinator is back. The urinator and. uh 
Ki Woo decides he's going to go out and he's going to gonna get him off with like some water. And, and basically, like one's having one's pissing at the other one. The other one's trying to throw water on him. And then dad comes from out of the shot and has a bucket full of water and tries to hit the, it's, the it's, urinator. It's Jessica. But ends up hitting. Yeah, because she's got some she's, like slow frame. That's brilliant, isn't it? And so we see like he completely misses the urinator and just like douses <laughs> Ki Woo with his bucket full of water. Brilliant. Uh, the family's off to a camping trip. And I'm sorry, this is where it gets lazy mm. because they just all live and they just like wreck the place. I just, I don't know how you're going to explain this. Like, are they really that rich? They won't notice like all the liquor you've drank and everything that's smashed. Yeah. And this is the part where I start to turn on the family because yeah. up until now it's been cute and they've been rogues. They're yeah, like, go yeah, on, yeah. get, get yours. Yeah. This felt vindictive. Well, not vindictive. Vindictive means like you're out to hurt them. I don't think it's vindictive. Well, they were out to hurt them eventually, weren't they? Well, not, not you said this scene feels vindictive. It well, it, no, it just feels, it feels like what separated the rich from the poor previous to this was just circumstance. Now it's like the poor family here are proving that they're, they're, they're just, there's bad people. They're yeah. just bad people in this situation. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's not just a matter of if you're poor, you're going to be bad. And I'm on the side of the poor people. Like, come on. Yeah, you got this. And they move in and, and they just smash everything and get drunk. And I'm like, oh, you are everything that the, that the stereotype would be. Yeah. That's you, disappointing. You turn out and yeah. That's not what we want to The parasite isn't being so much a wink and a nod. You're actually kind of being literal parasites yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it's because I found I the, them likable. I don't know. I guess as the housekeeper, though, mum could go shopping and top up the supplies of the things that they've eaten and yeah, drunk while they've been there. I guess so. Got ways to cover it up. I mean, I agree, though. They don't. It still felt lazy and unnecessary. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Um, and so there's this weird. Ki Woo says he's thinking. Maybe this is designed so I'm okay with everything that happens afterwards. Because Ki Woo says he's thinking about marrying Ji Hai. And he says, what? He goes, you know, as soon as she gets to university, I'm going to formally ask her out or properly yeah. ask her out or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Which uh, is exactly what Mim said earlier. Mim said word for word. Uh, dad thinks domestic violence is funny. He like, th- like holds his yeah, 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 like, Whoa, dad. He's like, ha got you. And I'm like, whoa, this is not cool. Yeah. No. yeah I, like I can work out whether he was still like doing like an acting script for something wow, no. or whether he was being genuine or I didn't, I didn't get it. So they're all drunk and the doorbell rings and it's a great, like, who could that be? It's the old housekeeper and she's forgotten something and that something is uh, her husband. A Just, literal human being. Yeah. For how long has she been out of the house? <sighs> a days? Week? Four days, I think. A week, yeah. four days. And so they they break open. There's this uh, bookcase, which we saw earlier. It's where they have, like, the juices, the prune juice they were going to take up. Plum juice, prune juice, some sort of juice. And if you move that giant shelf, there's a bunker under the ground, which a lot of Korean homes apparently have in case of the North Koreans coming over, nuclear war, things like that. And so it was put there by the architect. But the information was never passed along to the parks who have new owners. And, of course, it was the same housekeeper for both owners. She survived the change in ownership of the house. And so in order to get away from loan sharks, the husband's been hiding down there. Um, And (laughs) I like how she's trying to wedge it open. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, because as soon as they, like, move the thing that's stopping it from being openable, she just lands on her face. <laughs> Flat. On her face. <laughs> on her face. Like, she's got, like, a bloody nose for yeah. the, the rest of the movie until it gets really bloody. 
and so he's been there for four years, it turns out. Yeah. And Mr. Park doesn't know about it. There's like a fridge down there. There's a rook running toilet, as we discover. So he's been all right. She's begging for some sort of support and help and all this stuff when the family falls out of the house. And this feels clumsy. Now, I know they're drunk, but like Kiwoo's like, oh, dad. And it's like, um, you could have played this off as we're just the help and we're just having, yeah, yeah. we're taking advantage. But the minute you're like, yeah, we're family, it's like, oh, geez. Mm. And the housekeeper takes photographs and is getting ready to hit send. And uh, as a result, they now run the house and they're basically blackmailing the the rogues gallery, whatever we want to call yeah, them. Yeah, rogues gallery, call it. Um, the rogues gallery uh, with, with the, the threat. And I think this is so we're okay with what happens to them. Yeah. Because we see they're no better. You get them in a position of, well, they were being parasites. They were feeding off these rich people for all these years. Yeah. She says, no, no, I use my money. Well, we don't know this. And even no. if it was your own money for the for the food, you still got someone living in the house and yeah, you're a yeah. live-in whatever as well. So... At least off their electricity and yeah. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, and so we find out that her and her husband previously would stay in the sunbeams. And we have like this like flashback to them. And I was like, it's no different. You're just using the house in a different way. Yeah. But you're the same. And then while they're caught in the middle of their daydream, uh, they get rushed. The, the family just attacks. And how this phone isn't smashed nine ways to Sunday, I don't know. No. And but, how someone doesn't accidentally pre- hit the send button. Oh, ridiculous. Phone yeah. or something. <laughs> Think about the messages that people send all the time by mistake <laughs> without the send button there and ready to go. Send to all. Oh, Especially when they're drunk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I guess Jessica runs to the fridge and grabs all the, uh, the peaches she can get and just rubs them all. Oh, and this was kind of left alone. Yeah. We don't really get her reacting to it. No. Yeah. Um, and then the phone rings, and they want Ramdon because the family is coming back eight minutes eight away minutes, yeah. with sirloin. Ramdon isn't really a thing. It's some sort of like a ramen udon noodle combination. There was a whole bunch of notes on it, but they never served it with sirloin, and it looked good. Yeah, it did, but, I mean, uh, eight minutes, really. Clear eight up minutes to get home, yeah. And do all that, nah. I literally forgot to write notes during this. I've written down my notes. I literally forgot to write notes because there's a giant cleanup scene that takes place. Yeah, and they just push everything on the table. Push everything on the table and drag yeah, the married couple into the basement again. Drag yeah. the married couple to the basement, and the son's trying to move the housekeeper, Moon Yuang or Moon yeah, something, yeah. Uh, and uh, couldn't couldn't get her to move uh, because he's small. Yeah, and so dad trades off and moves her down, and. Um, the housekeeper then sort of gets back to her feet and climbs to the top of the the stairs. Oh, they hate this bit! And without looking, the the the, 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 mother, the mother of the of the rogues gallery like just pushes her, and she falls backwards doing somersaults until her head like cracks against the no, wall. I heard that crack. And I I'm, thought she was dead. I'm like, she's dead. Yeah. In fact, I often thought in this film that people were dead. The characters and then who were dead alive again. The yeah. characters who I thought were dead didn't die. The characters who I thought yeah. would pull through die yeah <laughs> they're, all, they're all remarkably resilient for like <sighs> first attacks <laughs> so uh the husband we find out and this is the husband of the housekeeper in the in the in the bunker ba- basement yeah. is sending morse code with his head and the theory is the son is uh 
A scout? He's a, he's a, he's a Boy Scout, so he'll know Morse code. Morse code yeah. I was a Boy Scout. I don't know Morse code. I can tell you a yeah, dot, 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 dash, dash, dash. I can tell you that was yeah, SOS. Yeah, SOS. <laughs> That's about as far as I'll get. That's good as last week. Sorry, Ellie? Maybe he was more enthusiastic about it than you were. He's Maybe. a bit of a fanatic, isn't he? And he really, yeah, he, and he's really said he's not been going team. long. So how does he already know Morse code? He's already really gelled with his teacher, though, hasn't he? And got really fanatical about it because that's why he's got the obsession with the. He does have fascination with with yeah the North American Aboriginals. Yeah, I tell you, there is some. I don't know. I will talk about it when we get there because there's there's a part in this movie that you couldn't make in 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 North America or in Britain. And we'll talk about when we get there. Yeah, yeah. And 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 interesting to go. Why is there not more of a thing because of that? Because it's a question I want to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we have the incident, which were fine. It was referred to earlier, but now we know what it is. Desong, when he was a boy, saw a ghost in the house. It's clearly the housekeeper's husband. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is great. But we find that I it causes really like him to have... Off. His head, though, don't you? Yeah. It causes him to have seizures. And we find that you have to have 15 minutes to treat him and then 15 minutes to get him to the hospital. Yeah. And that's what you have to do, which was a strange rule, but all right. Set up for later, I think. Yes, very much so. Yeah. And then we have semi-basements, and we get told this bunker is like a semi-basement. I think this is part of the overall message about poverty. Yeah. And the idea, how can you live like this? Well, do you, who, how do you live like you live? Because the difference between what the husband's doing and what the family's doing yeah, is no not dif- that different. No. If anything, he's guaranteed food. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. definitely something in that. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't have to fold pizza boxes. Exactly. Better off, really, isn't he? And the housekeeper is, and he's got a he's got a toilet that sits on the floor. Yes, he does. He's not got thrown up, up, raised up, has he? No, the housekeeper's alive, and she tries yeah, to remove. He's been tied up. She's, she's clearly got a concussion. It's not going well for her. Uh, and Dad manages to get him all tied up properly and removes the handle. They can't get out now. They're about to leave, and just as everybody's about to get out of the house, because everyone, all the rich families, going to bed. They're ready to sneak out, and then Desong decides he wants to set up a teepee in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. And this family's got no ability to tell their kid no. No, they don't do that. No. Which I think is a trope of the of the wealthy family, the kid yeah. who runs all over, like oh, even with all the professional help, they can't get him to do what he needs to do. Yeah, I think it's that sensitive day as well, though, isn't it? Because it is his oh right, his birthday, so they, and they, they wanted to go. Sleep, he never sleeps in the house on his birthday. They wanted to go camping, and it was raining, and he didn't want to come home. But they have gone home, and that's the reason yeah. why they made rammed on, but he wouldn't eat it. And so uh, they talk. The husband and wife lay on the on the couch. <laughs> And they talk about old man radish, and it's the smell. And I and, re- he's laying and the you table. really feel for Mister Kim. Yeah, you do, uh, because he has to listen to this. Yeah, and he, you really see him. He starts smelling his clothes, and the idea that the smell lingers and travels from the front of the car to the back of the car, and um, then they get a little frisky, a little bit free. Yep, yep. Um, a little bit. Again, still watching this with my nana. They get to, <laughs> they get to second base and then third base. Yeah, and, uh, and then it stops. He <laughs> wants her to wear the cheap underwear he found in the car. Oh, and then she just keeps saying, buy me drugs, buy me drugs. Yeah. As they're both climaxing, basically. I like, I like how she tells him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Clockwise. Clockwise, not counterclockwise. Uh, and Makes all the difference. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and of course, you got these three people who are just... Stu- you thought it was bad. You, George, was watching this with your nan. I mean, poor, <laughs> poor, poor Kevin and Jessica. They're beside their dad this whole time. <sighs> 
And finally, the two of them pass out because they're all, you know, their amorous activities have exhausted them. <laughs> and um, we get a message from mum who's off to the side saying, sneak out now. They've passed out. And they go to move. And isn't just at this time that the walkie-talkie, of course, that, that uh, the, <laughs> the song has, he goes, emergency, emergency. What's the emergency? I can't sleep. I have a problem with this scene only because, right, you still see his legs hanging there, right? You would see them in your peripheral vision. Ah, if you're waking up and the sleep in your eyes, nah, the lights yeah, are nah, on. I think it's they've, because not, it's they've not been asleep that long. Like, nah, I don't think that's... It's not plausible. It's still really dark. It's, a, it's okay, let's call time outside, it's a, so... It's it's this movie's version of a jump scare, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. He's almost out. Okay, let's give one more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because basically, go. Don't you want to come in? No. All right, I'll see you in the morning. Okay, and they go back to bed. Yeah, like, it's just for sort of purpose. They get fully outside and they run home in the rain. And Dad says he's got a plan. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go back and we kind of cross cut between both basements. And one is a horror scene, and one's got some flooding going on. And the, 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 the guy in the bunker is like banging his head off of the light trying to get any message across because his wife is dying. Yeah. We see her, her, she's in the distance of the shot. She's laying down. She's clearly, and he's hitting that thing so hard. His face is now bloodied up because he's trying to get anybody's attention to save his wife. Meanwhile, we've got the other family back at their home because they live in a, in a sunken basement and it's been flooding badly. Um, and the window was open from, you know, trying to get the free fumigation, I guess. (laughs) Even their house window open, that's is, is, flooding. Is, is, is flooding and it's flooding with like septic water yeah, sewage water sewage, yeah. so much so that when jessica gets on the toilet like it's oh. like spilling out the sides of it as she gets like a cigarette and starts smoking <laughs> she it sits on the toilet oh, so <laughs> weird. <spread> out everywhere. <laughs> crazy so, so they wake up in like what's a rescue center it's a gym or something like that it's a bit like when um hurricane oh, it's like hurricanes happens. and you go yeah, to like yeah, emergency yeah. relief centers yeah yeah and so um, Kiwi wants to know what the plan is. And the dad goes, you know what kind of plan ever fails? No plan. Yeah. He said, plan to do nothing. No plan ever goes according to plan. That is why people shouldn't make plans. Kiwi says uh, he's going to fix everything, um, which should be a message because we were told no plan ever goes according to plan. And mm. Kiwi's like, I'm going to fix everything. You probably aren't, son. No. He goes, why are you clinging to that stone? It's clinging to me. The next day, Madam wants Jessica to come for DeSong's birthday, uh, and DeHai wants Kevin to come and Mr. Kim's business. The whole family is back in the house, uh, knowing what's downstairs. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Madam has a heck of a walk-in closet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's we, nice. And we cross-cut that with people fighting over shirts yeah. at the rescue center. Yep. <sighs> tough enough oh we didn't really mention this enough when 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 the housekeeper goes downstairs into the bunker like the shift in tone in this film yeah from just we're gonna wreck this place to like it felt like and i'm not a fan of the movie in the whole but you know uh, you ever see uh the cabin in the woods no anybody ever see cabin in the woods no. Ethan will be listening to this going, yes. It's a horror movie, It right? just it, it turns on a dime, though. And oh, you're like, okay. wait, what? And the whole feel of the film just drastically pivots. And you're going, how does this ma- I don't understand. What? <laughs> and so that's what this was. It, it went from being like it, this kind of fun little like, you yeah. know, oh, you know, let's see if we can break in and get some free food to like, there's like a human being like being held captive kind of in the basement yeah. but now the woman can't get to what is this yeah weird 
Yeah. And so uh, it's one of two big sort of tonal shifts in this film, I think. Um, and so in order to get everything right, they have to get um, Madam has to go out with Mr. Kim and get supplies. And as she's talking to him in the car, she goes. And then she rolls down the window and you just see the look on Mr. Kim's face. Now, he hasn't slept much, one would have to assume. Uh-huh. He looks tired yeah. in this scene. He looks pissed. And that too. <laughs> and so uh, everyone, we go to the party and Kevin's upstairs with the daughter, Jahai, and says, everyone looks great. But Kevin wants to know if he fits in. She goes, well, yeah, yeah, I think so. He goes, I want to go below. Went to the party. He goes, no, lower than that. And she goes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dad doesn't want to play dress up, and he's being told he's an employee. This thing. They're dressing up in Aboriginal, in North American Aboriginal gear. Now, I know there's no history of South Koreans uh, colonizing indigenous people, but it's not so much that as is the idea about cultural appropriation and what does this mean. Yeah. And I'm curious. I didn't find anything that said this film came under any sort of criticism, but it, it was a very it was it felt weird it felt weird yeah 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 it did especially because they were to go through this whole now, i like the idea that it was good good ab- good indigenous peoples and bad indigenous peoples it wasn't cowboys and indians no no no. it was it was both sides could have and that was a more nuanced representation than we usually get because it was no point was it about because his fascination is actually with the with, with the indigenous way of life, not with not with the cowboy, which would typically be the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Where the cowboys are represented as the good guys, and the and the Indians, he says, finger quotes, would be represented as uh, savages. Yeah, basically, if you've seen Disney's Pocahontas, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, um, Jessica is given food to take downstairs because she's going to be the one who's going to be held captive. She's the sort of centerpiece of this thing because it looks like, you know, the little boy's got a bit of a crush on her, da-da-da-da-da-da. And she's got none. Like, where was all the confidence we saw earlier in this film? Gone. She, like, previously she was going, no, I will not do that. And she's like, oh, uh, okay. This is draft seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then Kevin is going down the stairs. Uh, because she's Jessica's supposed to take food. To, thank God Jessica didn't go down the stairs. Well, I guess not, because it doesn't really end up any better for her in the long run. Nope. Kevin goes downstairs with the Scholar's Stone. I think he's going down to kill everybody. <sighs> what? He's got to be going down to kill everybody. He must. You'd yeah. think so. Yeah. There's no other yeah, reason definitely. to bring to bring your, your, you your favorite giant rock with you. No, you wouldn't. Would you? <laughs> that's like that's the, that's the third straight episode we've had a giant rock. <laughs> <laughs> we had fighting my family where the rock was pretty giant. Was. We've had the the uh, hope of the ocean or whatever it was, the Not necklace, the which was which was a pretty big rock. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. we've got a pretty big rock this week. So next week we we'll need- have to see what Georgia picks. I guess Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, yeah, he dropped. Like Kevin lies at the, the like half this thing is just because. Well, what do we do next? I know what. We'll just have him drop the rock. He drops the rock. Drops the rock. Any reason for it? No. No. <laughs> okay. This rock that he's been carrying around perfectly fine for like three days now, and he's just going to drop it now. And like you said, the first he's thing you nervous, do. He's nervous. Okay. Get the rock. Yeah. Don't just leave it. This is rock, paper, scissors. You got to have. Yeah. And then he drops it and it lands at the bottom and he starts creeping down the stairs softly. No, I mean, that sound has been yeah. made. You have the only advantage that I know what the noise was. I need to run. They know I'm coming now. Yeah. Surprise yeah. is out of the question. I need my weapon. Oh, stupid. And, and he gets, you rock back and whack him around the yeah. head. Yeah. And he crawls down. <laughs> 
And then he sees the uh, housekeeper is over on the one side. She's clearly dead. Like, Are you okay? And last time we saw her, she was because they did like, the finger test under the nose. Yeah, she yeah. was talking, sent you a concussion. But obviously throughout the she night she has now. died yeah, yeah. and and the the father the, the husband but he, he comes over and he just gets nailed by by the old guy and he should be dead yeah he should be yeah and so then he somehow get, and he takes uh kevin and he pulls him over to the side and like rigs him up to this situation so he can it's almost like he they lethal weapon him yeah whereas like wrists are like kind of like attached to something but they're not that well because one good pull and he's free again and he gets to run away and this feels very horror movie-esque this sort of element of it here he's got a thing wrapped around his neck yeah and it it, uh, and sort of attached to a giant handle yeah 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 and so he was chasing him i thought he was going to grab it and like pull him back the whole way but it's not until he almost gets out from where the 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 pantry is that it catches again he goes flying down then he gets smashed with the rock on the head why haven't you got whiplash Twice. I don't know. Yeah. And twice. then for good measure, yeah, they, they have a static shot and we see him drop the rock on Again, his head. Should be dead. Should be dead. Should definitely be dead. At this point, me and Nana are sat there going, Is he dead? He's probably dead. What is, what <laughs> there is a gigantic head? puddle of blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Sure How was he teeth? not dead? Yeah. So his head's made of some good stuff because it should have been like caved in. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. Um, so. Then we've got the idea that this is where the, the, the old guy comes out now. And he's like in the middle of this like garden party. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's in black and everyone else is in like white almost. And it's really angelic and nice and oh, happy and coming yeah. out of the cake. And he sees Jessica and she looks all scared and he goes and stabs her. In the heart. Yeah. And um, on, and then, of course, the little boy sees this on the anniversary of his trauma, and he, he has like a seizure, and his eyes roll back. And there's and Mister Kim is like trying to like you know care for his daughter, and he's being told drive me. He's being told that she's someone's been stabbed, and someone who's just having a, a seizure. And I think yeah. even if it's not your daughter, I think I know which one you got to pick. He throws them the keys, so they don't quite land properly. <laughs> and then. Um, as he comes out, somehow the the guy from the basement gets shish kebobbed. Yeah, is that who does that? That's the um, it's mum. Yes. Is it mum? It's mum. Yeah. yeah, he tries to stab her, and it goes next to her neck, and That's then right. she picks up the skewer and gets him. Okay. Did anybody notice the dog eating thing? The sausages. I didn't notice this at all. <laughs> so yes, the mother says it. So then. Um, mother shish kebabs the guy and then mr uh park is looking at the guy and he looks at me and he goes and he smells him and this is enough for mr park or mr kim who hasn't slept i imagine that's the cool that's the, and that's just goes the, up and just that's the don't call me chicken moment isn't it? yeah and just stabs him and stabs him yeah and that's it and he wanders off and then we're left to kind of that's the bit of a time jump and so, although we had a little bit of information after Kevin gets hit in the head, we get no more until he wakes up. And we hear us laughing in the background. Okay, he's had brain surgery, right? Well, yes. That's what they say, isn't yep. it? Yep. Right? Um, so why is he not affected by this? Why is he only affected by it for the next bit and then not afterwards? Well, we can talk about that. Okay. Yeah. So there's brain surgery and he can't stop laughing. And we find that this family got a suspended sentence, which seems odd very odd because the mother stabbed someone why do they you have do, a suspended they do sentence say that it's about um self-defense and stuff he, he says that right. he heard these words so many times and one of them was self-defense yeah 
The mum's one definitely is when she stabs him with the skewer because he has just come at her with a kitchen knife right yes. next to her oh, throat. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, I didn't smile here. I didn't smile there. I didn't even smile when I saw my sister's face again. And you go, oh, she made it. And then it's like, R.I.P. And you're like, oh, she didn't make it. No. Nope. That's a, I think it's a joke. I think it's a dark joke. It got a chuckle out of me because <laughs> the way it was phrased. When I saw her face again, and it went, oh, ho, ho. it was one of those. It wasn't like a ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> which that was a great bait and switch. I really did. Uh, we find out that uh, Mr. P- Mr. Uh, Park did die. Well, yeah. Yep. And then Kevin the goes. Slain Mr. Park. And then yeah. Kevin goes up the mountain because no one ever was able to ever to find um, his dad. It's like he vanished in the thin air. And you called this, Liam, right away. And I didn't. I did. Yeah, I didn't. I was. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have figured this out at all. It was the most logical place for him to go. I it? did not think wow. that. Wow. Liam. Liam called yeah. it instantly. He went. Oh, he's in the basement. I went. No, no he's not. <laughs> you did. I well. didn't guess that. At all. I was like, as if. <laughs> <laughs> There's a mistake. Yeah. Ian made. I don't know if I made a mistake there. I just my prediction wasn't right. Uh, so uh, Kevin goes up and he turns dark and we get Morse code and like this letter of a dad sends. Oh. Again, is a little too uh, too out there to be realistic. Yeah, but they do say he does it every night. The same Morse thing code, every night. Each letter is like two or three dots yep. or dashes, yep. and that's not even each word. That's each letter, yep. and this is a long ass letter. And he's also written. hoping that he gets there at the start. Yeah. Well, the odds yeah. you pick, like how many and letters go by before he realizes it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's just keep that in mind too dad's uh basically said that already and so the coda he decides to come up with a plan he needs to earn money and get married and we see him different hair, color hair means yeah. you're successful yeah, yeah yeah uh and we will move in and mom will be there and all you have to do is come up the stairs wouldn't you go okay i own the place now open it and go dad i'm here not just go here's my question how does dad have a letter how did he ever send his dad this letter Good point. Thank you. I really, I was, I kind of thought maybe we'll get a shot of him like shining a fra- like a flashlight back at this at the house. But then I went, but he's in the basement. So he's we in the basement anyway. I think the point is he doesn't get the letter. Yes, I know. It and doesn't happen until either. then. Take care. So long. It's mm. very interesting. We're doing this on the same day as Birdman because you've seen Birdman. I have, and Ellie, you've seen Birdman. I almost wonder if you take everything after he wakes up with a giant grain of salt oh, sorry because the until then take care we find uh, out this is all just in his, in his head yeah it's his dream and he writes the letter saying until then take care so long because he's never we're told don't make plans yeah because when you make plans they tend to go wrong and now he's got a plan but he's going to be able to fix this 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 and this i think we have to look at the very least obviously you go that last bit rebuys the house because it's not just as easy as i'll just make some money well that's what we've been trying to do all movie i don't think that's going to happen and Uh, that's a hell of a lot of money that's a hell of a lot of money uh i don't think you could definitely talk me into the idea that nothing after he wakes up is legit no that it's all just he's had brain surgery that makes sense that he's laughing, but then he's not laughing anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the idea that his dad somehow hid in the one place that he remembers could be applicable. And maybe that's easier for him to understand than the idea that his dad ran away and never came back. Yeah. And you go up and you do this crazy Morse, Morse code letter that how would you ever figure that out? Yeah. yeah and yeah. how would you get there at the start? And it's this beautifully long, penned out letter. Yeah. 
or is all this just his brain recovering is he still is he in a coma is he i don't know. i'm, uh, I'm not yeah. that convinced that once he gets stabbed i don't stab once he gets the rock on his head anything else no I, I, i'm willing to believe that his dad stabs people at the party i'm willing to do the party scene as the party scene yeah, yeah yeah but everything after that i'm willing to go might not be real yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and i don't have any evidence or research no, that suggests I, I think i haven't come right. across a post or anything like that maybe ethan when i talk but to him i have think, some ideas but i think the reason why i i because the whole movie just jumps from one place to the next and make so many unrealistic things the ending was so unrealistic that it made no it, it didn't make me think oh that could be that yeah do you know what i mean where if that had been like a, a tone all the way through the movie and then all of a sudden this happened yeah. you'd have gone oh i see yeah Oh, I get it. But that ain't what I jumped to until you just explained it. And I was like, that could be that because that'd make sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Any final thoughts on things, uh, Georgia? Um, I mean, I'm going to straight up say it. I don't get the hype. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, like I said, I really enjoyed the other foreign language film that we've done. Uh, so it's not, it's not that. Um, but, it just seemed to me like it had about as much sophistication as the Hitman's bodyguard did. <laughs> oh, no, you're so like, wrong. On that. And it didn't. It just wasn't. It was. It was none of it. Tick tock, motherfucker. <laughs> the amount of times they said stuff like that in this film. Oh, like there was a lot of lines like that, and I was kind of going, I like, I get they're trying to do a, a like. A social commentary on rich versus poor but they've put so much over the top unrealistic crap yeah there was into a lot of crap as well that i'm just going i'm not taking this serious i don't oh, understand okay. how this it, has been oh, taken I took it, if, if i can pivot because i really want to find out the pivot. ending is kind of where i'm going with this so ellie your thoughts on the ending kind of um satisfied unsatisfied um yeah i I liked the ending. Um, I took it as being that. That's funny because I related this to Birdman, and you did not like the ending to Birdman. It wasn't necessarily that I didn't even didn't like the ending to Birdman. It was just that I felt very confused by the whole film and like. Okay. I guess the whole what was real and what wasn't thing. I I never got my head around it. I still don't know where I sit on what actually happened in that film. Whereas with this one, I have just taken it as after he wakes up, it is real. Just the the bit where he imagines going to the house with and buying the house is fake so dad sends out the letter by morse code but never gets the letter that he's written back he's written it and he's sat there looking at it in the basement and he wants to send it but doesn't we get some really lazy exposition in the letter because in the letter he went i'm sending this out because you were a boy scout we haven't heard he was a boy scout at any point up until now in the movie especially once we find out the five-year-old is a boy scout he never goes oh i was a boy scout no nothing it was mentioned that because of his age he would Oh, that, I think it was an assumption from the husband in the basement that the other guy would be the right age to know Morse code. No, uh, he's because the little boy was still texting uh, the mum. The little boy was still texting his wife. Yeah, 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 they were still messaging, so he knew he was a Boy Scout. Yeah, but when when Mister Mister um, Old Housekeeper Man um, was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was in when he was talking about the Morse code. Yes, he was talking to Mister Kim about it, and he said something like, "You're about the right age; you would know this as well." Oh, to to Mister Kim, sure, but I'm talking about his son. Yeah, Kevin well, Kiwu. He, he had a book where he was 
using it to translate it right but you have to first realize what you're looking at in the moment know yeah. what a dot and what a dash is and how does he and he says that in, in his letter mr kim says and you were a boy scout so i know that you might know how to read this and we hadn't heard anything of that up until this point in the film we know that mr kim knows that's not my argument no, no, my no. argument is that oh, kevin yeah. shouldn't know yeah, yeah i think he's just learning learning it from the book as he goes no because it says in the letter <laughs> you knew how to do morse code because you were a boy scout okay well i missed that obviously <laughs> Hi. Say but something else so I can say the same thing the again. <laughs> it's just a very confusing movie. <laughs> um, so that was the end of the movie. Um, yeah. So let's hit the button. And we are on the end game now. So let's talk a couple things. First, about the stone. When questioned about the significance of a stone his character possesses in the film, uh, the actor who played Kevin said that Bong Joon Ho didn't tell him it meant something. Just said, "Take care of it." Yeah. and then the end credit song drops at the end drops at the end <laughs> and then the end credit song uh which was called a glass of soju um i like that song yeah i liked it too yeah uh features lyrics written by bong joon ho the director cool and was sang by the gentleman who played kevin that is cool his message to everybody is please try this song in karaoke so i can earn some money from it Aww. so there we go learn some korean and do that next time when karaoke is finally allowed again which yeah. in a world of covid i mean the amount of spittle oh. that probably ends up on a microphone yeah might be a while i love some karaoke you do i do love some karaoke and ellie loves her karaoke so so much and it's i can't it's, wait to get back to that it's gonna be one of the last things you'd ha- you'd fear i mean what's gonna happen between that'll be sanitized between each use so there'll be two micro it'll have to be like yeah, that i don't know how to do it age, yeah. yeah so uh, let's talk about money it made 15 sorry, it didn't make it was had a budget of 15 and a half million dollars how much did it make liam uh 35 35 million georgia 260 260 and ellie this is really difficult because it's a foreign language one don't know uh 150 georgia you're really close what did you say 260 258 wow Wow. playing the role of ethan this week will be (laughs) that was really close yeah because it was foreign language and just because that was just starting to get the oscar buzz it's, thought, it's, it's the oscar buzz that does it yeah it is yeah uh it wins the palm door of a 2019 Cannes film festival in a unanimous vote oh uh it wins at the oscars best picture best director best original screenplay and best international feature film okay it was the first film since the departed to win the academy award for best director without being nominated for best cinematography i thought the cinematography was good enough. i i think it was anything special at the beginning when you see all the 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 when it's up and that oh, comes down and the um there were some lovely bits there were some lovely bits when they were walking back in the rain and it had this really lovely kind of like almost yeah. wes anderson like sort yeah. of yeah no hang on i liked yeah. the bit where he first goes up into the garden and sees the house for the first time i thought that was really yeah, yeah. there was yeah. a nice lens flare that i actually noticed lens flares. <laughs> i like yeah. lens flares i never notice a lens flare oh, but I, I, I didn't before. notice it so you're ahead of me on that one uh it's only the third film in history to win the palm door and and the Academy Award for Best Picture. What and the, the first in 65 years. Oh, okay. So, so it was uh, The Lost Weekend and Marty. <laughs> Not <Nah>. McFly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask first thing in my head. Uh, oh, okay. 
Uh, he, uh, Bong Joon-ho was particularly happy with the nominations for Best Editing and Best Production Design because he felt that uh, there were some great people working in the Korean film industry who were finally getting recognized. <laughs> Ironically, these were the only Oscar categories that uh, the film didn't win for, oh. in which it was nominated. Uh, following its Academy Award success, Parasite received significant rescreening, generating further revenue, and gave it the biggest quote-unquote Oscar effect since Gladiator. Ooh. So a film that gets Oscar buzz and then makes a lot of money. Are you not entertained? Apparently. <laughs> Georgia was not, it would seem. So um, it, its box office increased by more than 230%. Wow. After winning the Academy Award. So we need to go out and make a movie. We need to get Academy Award nominated yep. and win, and we're going to make millions. There is a six-hour HBO <laughs> limited series based yeah. on the film with uh, Bong and Adam McKay as executive producers. He stated it will be called Parasite and will explore stories that happen in between the sequences in the film and will also somehow star Mark Ruffalo and Tilda Swinton. Oh, I like Tilda Swinton. I don't know how you do that, but all right. Yeah. Uh, Bong's announced that he's finished the first of two scripts. Uh, one will be in English, one will be in Korean, and it will uh, be set half in the UK and half in the US. Mm. Don't know how that's going to happen. Uh, lots of people who want to go look at the sites based in this movie. I don't even know if anything that special that I would go mm, check out. No. It's not like that one. I mean, the house, but the house isn't but real. It's not real. No. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really know. Um,. So, with that and said, uh, people began posting videos on how to make Ramdon in, uh, on YouTube after the film was distributed. I'm well up for trying this at some point. We should do that. We should. Uh, when asked if he thought it was his best film, Bong Joon-ho shrugged, said, the next one's my best, and then paused to say, I hope so. Oh, good luck. Uh, so, I mean, whose story is it? Good question. <sighs> Kevin, or I can't remember his Kevin? name. Kevin? Yeah, that makes sense for him to be. Ki-woo, was that, was that his name? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. it, yeah. There's so many, it went off so many different avenues. It starts and ends with him, doesn't it? It does, so It makes yeah. sense that I, it is, but. I think it's Mr. Kim's story. It's, yeah. The father, yeah, who, the father who can't provide for his family, so much like Catch Me If You Can, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, it's funny, we said, it's the second straight time we've made a reference to this, but the idea about go ahead, get all you can from them, right? Like he's really egging on Kevin to do as much as he can and gets in, I have a plan, don't worry about it. And then it all yeah. blows up in his face and it ends with what has happened to him? Is yeah. he safe? Is he not? Will he be freed? Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely Kevin. I can totally get that. But the whole once Kevin's got his family in, he kind of takes a back seat until he gets the rock dropped on him. Yeah. Whereas I think the dad's more the idea about him yeah, smelling that's like that's a really big theme yeah, throughout, yeah, the, yeah. throughout the second act two of the film. It's a really big theme. Mm. So, um, especially when you look at one father, the other father, and what they can provide for their families. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, what is the story here? I mean, I'm going to argue it's not a likable character in the bunch. Nope. <sighs> nope. <laughs> I thought I liked Mr. Park, and then I didn't. Yeah. Um, oh no, he's creepy. Very. Mr. Park. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, I, I I can't say there is. You can't like. I mean, the the the, the housekeeper is just as slimy as the rest of them. Yep. 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 The little boy. The little little boy. little boys are right. Yeah. Yeah. He's just. I mean, you wouldn't like him very much in, like, if you were with him because he's a bit annoying, but he's, you know, I suppose he's not as morally corrupt as anyone Maybe. else yet, yet, being the operative word. Yeah. Um, yet, yeah. Yeah, because I think you get the idea that even the daughter is kind of, 
using these tutors as they come in potentially as some sort of you've been paid to make out with me in a sort of way because it seems yeah, like and she's she's also a real brat about the ramdon as well although to be fair like they really ought to have offered the daughter some food when they got back in from their camping trip so i don't completely blame that her, wasn't interesting the way that she speaks is no it was an interesting perspective though where dad was asked and the son was out and you had it and i wasn't even asked like what yeah. is the point of this yeah. and it's well i can get her to make you some more like that's it's like i'll make you some more i can get the i can get the maid to make you some yeah. more um we do know mum can't cook though to be fair yeah <laughs> it probably wouldn't be much of a treat um i don't really know what the story is here besides everybody sucks I don't think they knew what the story was. This is this is why I don't understand the hype around it. Well, no, because I, I think it's nuanced. I don't think you have to have. Here's the clear cut good guy. Here's the clear cut bad. No, guy. no, no. I, and really then, like I don't story. I, yeah, I just I I want someone like anyone who's out there like reach out to me on Twitter and explain this to me and what I am missing because I feel like I must be missing something. I think it's the nuance. I just the nuance just seemed overshadowed by the. I just felt massive crazy stuff that they then also put in and it just well it's also it was over the top it's also expectation subversions just when you think you get this from the film figured out they purposely turn it on its head and it's very cartoony in places yeah you know like yeah, yeah. um like Roadrunner having an anvil dropped on him role of women <laughs> in this film <laughs> uh ladies um they're definitely very visible yeah, um, I'd say uh, the actual the role of the role of women in the film is is, is quite good. There's oh, half the cast are female. As um, far as like they're just number. All awful people. Yeah, I, I think Jessica's all right. Jessica's the only. I think Jessica's pretty... an absolute bitch. Oh really? Wow! wow. Yeah. It's amazing how different I, we are. They're the most despicable of the bunch. Really? See, yeah, I like wow. her more out of any, all the family. Out of the four in the family, yeah. she's by far the one I think who has yeah. the most morals. Same. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Hate interesting. Her. Interesting. Oh, okay. Um, it's that for me the bit that made me really hate her was when they were on the couch and she, or she was laying down on the couch eating her dog jerky um, and she was like oh my god why are you worrying about the driver that we made lose his job worry about okay, us we're the ones with she's, problems she's very <laughs> bad in that scene I will give yeah. you that yeah, she's, yeah. She's, not she's a brat yeah I'll give none you that. of them are redeemable no but she's the worst of the bunch. Because the message is, it can't be about, does poverty make you a bad person? Which is no. what this sort of suggests. It's what this, it's what this film suggests. Yeah, but you, it doesn't, no. Well, no, but in real but life, yeah. Liam, no, it doesn't. No, I know, I know, I know. In the film, I think we're being told, yes, it does. Yes, yeah, yeah. But the rich people right aren't nice the, either. Right down to the guy who's pissing on everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the rich people, they're, they're I mean, they're flawed. Is Mr. Park that bad of a guy? Except for he doesn't like he doesn't like the smell of the poor people. But if I, compared to everybody else, that makes him a pretty good character in this film. He weren't bad. He was just a bit slimy in places. A bit Got creepy. some weird sexual fetishes. Yeah. But to be fair, he has no idea that the poor people can hear him talking. He thinks did he's he, just talking to his wife. Did he say? Well, it's like saying if you're a racist, <laughs> but no one hears you say it. No, that's no, better. no. But that's. I mean, it, I guess it is in a certain way because you're not voicing it and corrupting other people with it it is just your own internal uh, right but it's the smallest sliver of difference oh, yeah, between yeah, the two. Yeah, yes. yeah okay um oh i had something now i've forgotten it oh because he kind of says when he's on the couch with the his, his wife and they're and there's a thing of do you love her well we'll call it love yeah, you know what i mean that was weird. and there's a bit where he kind of makes a reference that he kind of likes it in the car as well yeah which i thought was really interesting because he's like oh he's some pervert he likes to get it on in the car and clearly he likes to get it on in the car a bit like when they're on the the, the couch Yes. It was like being in the backseat of a car. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So. Um, favorite character? 
Other than that little bit on the couch, Jessica. Uh, okay. I liked her to start with. I just didn't... I, I didn't really like any of these characters before, I'm being honest. But if I had to pick Jessica. Jessica? Yeah. Georgia? I didn't really like any of the characters in this film, to be honest. Um, and I, I don't didn't. think we're supposed to. Um but again, I'm going to go with the default of the little boy because he's nah. not really done anything wrong. <laughs> I don't like the little boy. <laughs> I thought he was going to go for the dog. <laughs> uh, Ellie. See, I'm the opposite. I, I really liked all of the characters in this, but not in the sense that I found them likable, but I just found them all really interesting, really like fun characters. Um, I have gone with uh, the mum. Oh, really? As in, We're not talk- sorry, just to clarify, the mum of the poor family, not, yeah, yeah. not the mum of the not, rich not family. Mum, not madam. Yeah. No. I found Madam much more interesting than Mum. Mum, we didn't really talk much about Mum actually in this no. film. I really liked her bit when when they're they're around the couch and she's like, "If I had money, I'd be nice too." Yeah. <laughs> I just is, thought that was really funny. I, I think there's something in that where you go, "Look, if you need money to make you nice, then I got news for you. You ain't nice." No, exactly. You be a jerk with money, deserve a jerk when you're poor. Yeah. Being poor does not justify you being mean to people. Nope. This ends my TED talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it's really hard to find a favorite character because the it? film wants me to say Kevin. Yeah, Kiwu, because he's 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 our protagonist. Yeah, uh, I'm oh, I'm gonna go with Mr. Kim. Yeah, I, I thought you would. I felt I felt his shame. Yeah. I felt his shame, and therefore, when he reacted, although you're going over over overreaction, <laughs> it's safe to say. Yeah, um, with his reaction, I yeah. think I think I'm going. That there's a lot of that, and having to wear that, and having to be aware. It's be- like George just said, like he doesn't. The intention was never for him to hear it, but he has. Yeah, yeah. And then every time they do something, they know what it is, and it's it's literally stuck to him. Yeah, it's his very essence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be problematic. Um, felt very like Lost, but none of you have seen Lost. Never seen so. Lost, no. There we go. Was <laughs> it cleared for takeoff at some point for that one? I'll tell oh, you that there much. There we are. Yeah. Um, next up, we've got best moment or best element. I, I loved the 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 camera uh, cinema photography, not all the way through, but in elements of it. Yep. And my favorite scene was the pissing scene where they're throwing buckets of water <laughs> and stuff, all in slow mo. That was funny. I, I mean, that was saw, funny. I just thought that was so good. Uh, Georgia. I liked when they were, like, getting the jobs, so, like, the first act of the film, when they were all, like, all of the different ways that they were getting people in. I thought that was quite, that was quite clever. I enjoyed enjoyed that part of it. It took, like, 20 minutes from to go from one of them getting into the four of them and going, like, job done, toast. But you know what? I was on board with them then. You're supposed to be, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was okay. Yeah, good point. Uh, next up, we've got Ellie. I really liked a bit when they're under the coffee table. And so the bit where they're talking about the smell um, and the kind of sympathizing with him when he can't stand up for himself or say anything and he just has to lay there and make absolutely no sound as they're calling him, saying he smells like a radish and stuff. Yeah. Um, I just I just thought that was really kind of a, a more serene, impactful moment of the film. Yep. I'm going to go with the tonal shifts. Yeah. Those two key moments. The first being when she scurries down into the basement. Like, what is this? And the second being when all hell breaks loose at the garden party. Yeah, yeah. And the film feels like it stops being one kind of film and turns into a different kind of film. 
It's like when you're watching um, From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's that kind of concept. When it starts being one film. And then it turns and you, oh, I never saw that. Kind I will of. say, I feel this film does this very, very successfully. Yeah. It's not always, it's not it's always weird. able to be pulled off like this. No. I feel this does it well. Uh, grumbles, grumbles. Back to you, Liam. <sighs> There's certain elements and plots seem to be going certain places and then they're never revisited again. Or it's like they're changing their mind. They're going like, today we're going to do this. Let's improv on this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Where's that going? Nowhere. Well, you know, it was like 10 stories mashed together. And I didn't really know where it was going or what was happening. And even at the very end, I still don't know what I just watched. Okay. That's my grumble. These films usually get nominated for Oscars, Liam. Yeah. Because I think about, about the favorite where we went, what was that? And do you know the funny <laughs> thing is, though, I went through the, the list of all the Oscar winners, yeah. right? And I went... Yeah, don't like that, don't like that, don't like that, don't like that. Not seeing that, not seeing that. I'm avoiding that. Don't want to watch that. Don't want to see that. <laughs> so when it, get, when it gets to like the Academy Awards, you kind of go, not feeling no, it. No, 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 no. All right. Uh, Georgia. I have a theory on that. You know what you've just said about how like Academy nominated films are often like a bit ambiguous and don't really know what they're on. And I think they get nominated because I think film critics like to decide that they've got They've gone, oh, it means definitely means this. And, like, you know, the hoity toity, like, English literature teachers that are like, the curtains are blue, that means they're sad. Like, and they, but they do it for every single little thing. I think yeah. the film critics for the Academy like these films because it makes them feel clever when they put a theory together and they don't get disputed either way. And that's, that's my theory for that. I think that's why they like these films because it makes them feel clever. I, um, Interesting, Liam, because we have a big debate about something that didn't win Best Picture in Three Billboards. Yeah. Where that was right up there of all those oh. people. Maybe that's why it didn't win. They knew you liked it. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, the question, though, is did Ellie like this? Uh, or sorry, what, what didn't she like about this? Yeah, sorry. what did you like about this, Ellie? Did we actually have a grumble from Georgia? Or did we, she just piggyback on Liam? Sorry, Georgia, <laughs> let's go back to you. Um, Grumble-wise, it's actually probably the tonal shifts. Oh, I wow, okay. I do not like the tonal shifts at all. Um, I think... It, it it was too jarring. I'd hate to see a film where you think they do it badly because I did not like these at all. Um, it just completely ripped me from the nuance that they were trying to put in and made me go, "Oh, why was I why was I invested in that?" Because now you've just completely ripped me from it. Um, I had what whatever that. Um, I often get the oppositional effect or whatever it is. I'm not very good at watching films. Maybe okay. maybe I shouldn't be. In. <laughs> like I don't see what they want me to be able to no, see. I, I oh, oppositional say, reading. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not you, very I'm good at you, it. Georgia, that that ripped me out of certain things. So I thought I was going certain ways, and then I think, well, now you make me go down this path. I'm not sure I want to go down that path. It makes me. Oh, it makes me care my... less about the uh, film and the characters. I was interested in the family when they were infiltrating the the, the rich family. Yeah, and me then, too. I was really enjoying then, that storyline. Took that other different tone. I just like, nah. All right, you lost me. Hopefully, we, hopefully, we haven't lost Ellie. Ellie, you don't grumble, please. I think Ellie. that's one of my favourite things about films is when they take you somewhere you're not expecting it to. And I was watching that first bit, thinking, oh, I can't wait for the tonal shifts because obviously this is setting up for something big. So I've had a completely different viewing experience to you guys. Um, but my grumble um, is that 
the a lot of the characters seem to have some kind of video game type health where they um, you know, get, get down to like one HP. You're not wrong. So Mrs. You're not wrong at all. <laughs> the housekeeper, like the original housekeeper and Kevin, should both be dead. Yeah. When she hits that wall, the concrete wall at the bottom of the stairs, that should be that. Yeah. That she, hits th- it, she should be dead then, not concussed, just dead. Yeah. I think her and when Kevin did. <laughs> And when Kevin gets hit by that rock, the first time with the puddle of blood out of his head, yeah, yeah he's dead. The second then time. He's hit by a rock again, his yeah. head should be caved in. Yeah. And then he's getting carried off by um, the girl, whatever her name is. Yeah, she's and, carried like, him. and then he's just suddenly in the hospital. Is this the mother who's carrying him off? Oh, no, it's the, no, it's the, the student. Shut up, really? Yeah, yeah she's carrying him, yeah. <laughs> and he seemed from, I was like, did he live? <laughs> <laughs> I could not believe that. It's like, why has she picked him up? He's already dead. So that's stupid. And then he's recovered in a hospital bed. I'm like, no. No. Um, for me. Yeah, what's your grumble? I'm going to go with, uh, as much as I love the tonal shifts, I got bored in Act 2 uh, a little bit. And it's, it's the night that they get drunk before the housekeeper shows up. Yeah. So um, I was having what I felt was uh, and even after the housekeeper shows up, so it's weird, both sides of it. I was having a nice little caper movie where it felt like, you know, yeah. Ocean's Eleven, we're all getting infiltrated here, and then what's going to happen next? And then it turned into a little bit of a horror-y kind of thing Talk in the middle me. where that, that getting them out of the house took forever, yeah. and not in a good way. And, like, the fake, I think we mentioned it, the, the fake, oh, no, I'm awake, oh, yeah. no, I'm not, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. little things like, just let them get out of the house. Yeah. And that was, that could have been trimmed by 15 minutes. I remember about an hour and 15 minutes in, I thought the movie was, was like coming to a close. <laughs> did, yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, we hit pause. Cause I'm like, there's not an hour of this left. Like, where can they go? And it's because we're about to turn it into a different film. Georgia. Me and Nana had exactly the same experience. Like literally after they just escaped, I went, how is there still 40 minutes left? Yeah. I went, uh, went like, like went to get a drink. So we're watching it on the telly. We watched it properly. We went and got a drink and, and Nana went, I don't know what they're going to do for 40 minutes. It's like, neither do I. <laughs> Let's find out. It kind of reminds me of Clue. You know that film with... Um, yeah, yeah, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Chris this is what could have happened. This yeah. is what may have happened. But this is what happened. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like one of them. Yeah, we, we don't know what happened. No. We, just got, <laughs> we just got, this is what could have happened. Actually, I can feel better if I said, this is what could have happened and went, you decide. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and do... I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? And thanks to Moonlight Social. Mm, and yeah. I have no clue what we're going to do with this because I Me don't either. think I'm going to be able to uh, estimate the ages of South Korean actors and actresses, but let's find out. I can't do worse than I usually do, I guess. <laughs> You're going to be spot on now. How many do we want for the age game? Because I've got everyone. <laughs> really? Uh, the, boy. the family of four, yeah. for sure. And then maybe we do the parents on the other side? Yeah. The dog eating the kebab. Yeah. Not, the, not the old housekeeper let's and just, husband. Let's just, let's just, whatever we're going to do, let's just rapid fire. Yeah, it's difficult, go. isn't it? Go. Let's just rapid okay. fire. It. So we'll start with Kevin Kiwoo, who uh, was played by... 24. 25. I was going to say 24, so go with it. 29. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jessica Key Young, who is played by Park Sodam. 26. 25. 24. 27. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, Mr. Kim, who is Kang Ho Song. 48. 52. 56. 52. Hey, Yay. get in. Uh, 
So his wife, Chung Suk, who was played by Jang Hye Jin. Can I say that when she was in like her official housekeeper sort of, she looked a lot, she looked like really quite put together. Yeah. And then when she was with her family, I'm like, you look rough, yeah, which yeah, is probably yeah. what you're supposed to do because she's putting on an act. <laughs> yeah. It's almost uh, like the costuming's good. I'll say 46. I'm going to say 53. 48. 43. Ooh. Was that me? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But you were wow. all high, yeah. yeah I, I think it's, I think they used a softer focus on her when she was at the job. Yeah. Because I don't think Maybe, it was costume. Yeah. I think it was makeup and mm-hmm. camera work. So what about someone who's very put together? Mrs. Park, so Madam, who is oh. uh, Cho Yo Jong. They said she was young. Uh, 31. 26. 28. She's 38. Wow! Yeah. yeah. Wow, wow, good, wow, 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 wow. Um, and her husband, Mr. Park, who is Lee Sun Lee Sun Jun. 32. 38. 44. Wow. Okay. So wealth makes you look younger, apparently. And let's go ahead and hit the two people in the in the dungeon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> dungeon. So Moon Guang, who is the old housekeeper, played by Moon Lee Jong-un. Uh, 63. 56. 58. 49. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Wow. There's like... What, like nine years between her and madam? Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and no what way. about her husband? Um, oh, he's going to be he's difficult. He's called and his ne- real name is Park Myung-hoon. 50. 45. 52. I'm high. Four- 43. Yeah. Ooh, I know. Wow. He's even younger. Yeah. Like, they have, I don't know if they aged them up or if they just made them look rough, but All right. you don't look... Is this anybody's best role ever? Sure, all of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All of them. <laughs> uh, critics, critic time, critic time. Giorgio, what do we have for the critics? The hoity-toity critics. Yes. <laughs> Lots of very high reviews. Yes, Everyone it's very well. to really like it, and I don't understand it, but that's okay. Chris um, uh, Lowry from the Independent UK said, uh, Bong Joon-ho's work is playful as it is sincere and revelatory. He'll make you feel at home and then rip the rug out from under do you which is quite accurate okay. yeah. um john nugent from empire magazine says a miracle of a film it seems it feels like bo jong who's already extraordinary career has been building to this a righteous social satire that's as gloriously entertaining as it is deeply sardonic okay and then richard roper who is uh hey, roper yep yeah chicago sun times says one of the best movies of 2019 bo jong latest is a film of dramatic power, innovative comedy, romantic poetry, and melancholy beauty. Oh, that sounds kind of ropey. <laughs> For yeah. me. Uh, excellent, excellent. And you're not going to hear a whole bunch of negativity, but let's see what we have here. Uh, Carlo lo, 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 says, Amazing and unique film. Bong does a great job making a film that's both weirdly funny as well as thematically rich and deep. The way he plays with tones, which is a staple of all his films, is masterful and is complemented with great performances across the board. I think it's very well acted. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is me trying to, I mean, yes, it's in Korean. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't see any line delivery really felt. No. I wasn't, I wasn't not believing anybody. So, no, yeah. exactly. Um, Dwayne Smith, friend, sorry, that's friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Says, I'm so happy you're watching this. I saw it just after it won the Oscar, knowing absolutely nothing about it. I was mesmerized. There's so many twists and turns. It has you on the edge of your seat one minute and laughing hysterically at the end. And then the next, sorry, and then that ending, loved it. I will say, I don't know if I laughed hysterically at any point. No. There was a couple times where I did the whole, like, oh, (laughs) jeez. And, like, covered my face as if that was going to protect the character on the screen. (laughs) 
I'm not like covering it like oh I can, I, like I'm hiding it I just put my hands behind in front of my face and then realised it was muting the sound of the microphone <laughs> if I did this <laughs> so there we go um uh it's a musical podcast don't know if it's danny or drew says one of the last films we saw at the cinema oh, okay but we loved this whoever it is is speaking for the two of them yeah uh, it was so well made and just exhilarating to be a part of need to rewatch to evaluate the success of it uh works when you know what's coming yeah i don't know what this would be like on second watch it'll be a while before i watch it again. yeah same uh film floggers just go the kick and then <laughs> yeah there was definitely a kick um that song from that movie fantastic movie which helps prove the language of cinema transcends borders very poetic it's very poetic. the ratchet very nice review the yeah. ratchet book club says an amazing film my wife and i loved every minute of it you weren't watching on the couch, were you? Yeah. Clockwise. <laughs> uh, oh, the part. Oh the, pa- the partial. Let's <laughs> <laughs> try again. The partial credit pod says, I love how the, all the marketing made it look like a horror film when it definitely is a comedy. It's got horror elements to it. It has. Without question. Yeah. Uh, once we go down in the basement, this thing turns pretty quickly. The, 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 the ringing of the bell in the middle of the night when there's a party going on, yeah. when the parents are away. Yeah. This is this is horror movie setup 101. Yeah. So, but I will say, it probably if I devote, it's more comedy than horror. But it's got a lot of horror, I think, in it. Horror feel to it. Yeah. And then finally, your next favorite movie says... Oh, I'm excited for this one. Been a fan of Korean cinema since I first watched Old Boy. Parasite was definitely in my top five of 2019, just not the top of, sorry, just not quite the top of my personal list. Uh, I mentioned how we were all complete novices. And he says, whether you like this one or not, be sure to give Old Boy a chance at some point. It might be a while before I dip my toe in the uh, Korean film market again. <laughs> not that I disliked it, but still all those things, about, all those same excuses I feel before I, wanted to, before I was going to watch this one, they haven't gone anywhere. No, I'm still like okay, foreign language. So I gotta. Uh, if it's just me without doing it for the pod, maybe it's one thing. But it really is challenging to take notes while you do a foreign language film. Yeah, it's challenging for me without yeah. taking notes. <laughs> yeah, so you've just got to make sure you're awake enough to like fully be engaged in the subtitles and the watching. It's much more of an active. If I'm doing it without experience. taking notes for a podcast, different story. And I also think a second watch would be different. Because you kind of know the tone of the film, and then you look for other things. We've talked about this yeah. from when it's been our first watch versus our. It's yeah. the first first watch I've had in I think a while. Mm-hmm. I think most of the ones lately I've seen before. Yeah, yeah. I think so. So there is that. Um, on that note, um, I will say that it's the highest rated narrative film on Letterboxd, and Letterboxd is like an app online that lets you rate movies. Oh, okay, and it's currently super high. The highest of the high, if you will. We uh, still need George's Nana's review before we finish. Oh, Ellie just brought this up. We need George's Nana's review of the film. So yeah. please do lay that on us. Thank you for remembering that, Ellie. Did you understand that then, Nana? No. No, me either. I'm not joining the group. I thought <laughs> about it. <laughs> maybe on a different film, hey? Yeah, maybe, dear. <laughs> and then oh, there's... you've got the gist of it. I think so. There. I don't really told know. Me the well, I don't really know why. why... Didn't you tell me what <laughs> well, I didn't know. I'm only now piecing it together. Well, I don't. So what? But why did the man in the in the basement go mad? Had he just gone completely loopy? Because his, his, his wife died. He could have done. Did she died downstairs. I think she might have died. Yeah. She might so have she. Done, he yes. went. Got upset. And got out and but killed the all the family. I'm not quite sure who died and who didn't. No, me no. either. No. 
I mean, they were all seem to be stabbed. They were all stabbed. Some of them walked away with their heads. It was. Never mind, hey. We did understand the effing thing he said. Yeah. Times, <laughs> Funny how they say that a lot. So that was something. Was 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 was, 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 was there a little bit of Pippin reviews in there as well? There is a bit of Pippin in there. The <laughs> video ends with Nana throwing the toy that's been sat on her lap for the, that past ten minutes for Pippin, so that he goes and catches it. No, it was very good. It was nice. I would gladly welcome Nana reviews back yeah. as a segment here. <laughs> like to become our new thing though. I could find like a little jingle for a little entry to Nana reviews. Yeah, <laughs> she's off and round on a Sunday. Oh, is so she? That's really, very yeah. that's very interesting. That should be well up for that. Sorry, someone's calling me. Uh, Ethan, actually, tell you what, 60 seconds, Hi. 60 seconds, talk to me about Parasite. We just went on about it for about two hours. What do you think? I loved it. I love a lot of this director's work. Um, his 2013 film Snowpiercer, which had Chris Evans and Tilda Swinton, I absolutely adored and think it was one of my favorites of like the, uh, the, the early 2010s. He did Okja, which I love, which is Jake Gyllenhaal and Tilda Swinton. He does a lot of work with Tilda Swinton. I, I think Tilda he's... Swinton. He's got this amazing way of doing very, very like dark humor, but also very melancholy endings. There's never a happy ending in, in any of them. They're all very bleak. Spoil but also... it. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking more like his tone. Well, in case his you tone. go back and check out the guy's total film catalog, is that what you're saying, Georgia? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I liked this one. Yeah. So much. <laughs> he he has a very like his tone is very bleak and depressing and. But in like a re- like a real sense that makes everything make sense to like a social commentary, I think Parasite is fantastic for that social commentary. I love the scene with um, just the woman saying, "Oh, it's a blessing for the rain," and that just destroyed me as a viewer. And I, there are some bits that I think are crazy, but I understand it with this director, and he's really, really wholesome. Like he made his two Oscars kiss at the Oscars, and I thought that was really cute. Good for him. Sorry, someone's calling me. That is that. So what's left for us to do now is give our ratings. Our ratings. I'm very curious where this is going to fall because I can't put a bead on anybody. Uh, Liam, let's start with you. I struggle with this movie. A, because of the subtitles. And B, because I didn't really... Like I said, it was like 10 different stories going on at once and I didn't get it. Um, There's elements of it I did love. So I'm going to go for um, six stone-crushing, head-crushing... Stones. stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, what do they call them? Me, uh, mountain stones, don't they? Scholar stones. S- scholar stones, yeah. 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 All right. He should have been dead. Uh, next up, let's go with Ellie, because she's the next one up on my spreadsheet. Okay, so I really liked this film. Um, I, I quite appreciated it in lots of different ways. Um, I would describe it as a thriller comedy. I okay. Think. Um, I am going to give it eight and a half fuzzy peaches out of ten. <laughs> Very nice. Mm. Eight and a half fuzzy peaches out of ten. Uh, I think probably more towards Liam's than Ellie's sort of rating. Let's go with Georgia. Yeah, definitely closer to Liam's. Um, I'm going to give it six and a half ambiguously, slightly racist themed children's parties out of 10. <laughs> that right. is so much higher than I thought you were going. I thought you were going lower. <laughs> I thought you were going about four or five. I am... Um, I had this... I was all over the map with this one in my head as we were going along. Yeah. I've come down a bit from where I was going to be with about half an hour left in the film. 
I understand why this was nominated for, and I understand why this wins Best Picture. I do. I get that. I do disagree with that part. Okay. Uh, not knowing what it was up against, or not having seen, I didn't see 1917, so I don't know. Up against Joker. Uh, Joker. Oh, wow! Um, I will call this a better film. I will call this a better film than Joker. No. Yeah. Yep. But I, Joker I, is so much better. Yeah. If, if I may give my rating, though. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> cool. Debate I am going to give this. Eight and a half fumigated pizza Ooh. boxes out of ten. I thought you were gonna go seven and a half. I was at a, I had a nine in my head Did at you? one point. Yeah, I really was going. This is this is actually something special. And then something See the thing about this film is I'm gonna keep thinking about this for the next two or three days. And that's usually a film that I think is done a genius job. Uh when I'm still mulling it over. Like the like like the favorite. Okay. The favorite, yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually did like that. Though. This is better than the favorite. This is better than Joker. This is, but it wasn't quite nine. Would I rate this is better than Titanic? I mean, very different film. Yeah. Very different film. And if you want to know the exact answer, you can find out in a minute when we do, uh, or on Friday when we release our real roundtable. Yeah. But uh, I understand why people rate this as highly as they do. Uh, I think Georgia may have a little bit of thing where she goes, this is for the film nerds, and this is a little bit for the film nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. Really quick, glad I watched it. Um, I'm glad I watched it. I want to, I'd be really, see, usually I want to film, I want to watch it and then record like instantly. Yeah. This is one I might have benefited from two days thinking about. Yeah. But you can't predict which ones are going to do that. So no, no, I'm okay no. with it. Eight and a half is where I'm going to put it. I may leave room to move this. I don't see it moving down. I might move this up when it comes to the really? end of year. I can see myself maybe moving this up. I really didn't like it that much. But currently we have eight and a half. Wow. So um let's talk about what we have coming on the pod later this week we have on monday this coming monday so yesterday we released episode five this coming monday we have our final episode in falcon and the weekly soldier yes, the series hosted by ethan doing a good job he's on doing that. a great job he's also editing it and doing the show notes god bless him good luck uh, we've also got uh, we, we've had our cleared for takeoff on Killing Eve this past Friday, and of course this coming Friday we've got our real roundtable on uh, my notes say the Princess Diaries. But that's not true. It's our, <laughs> no. it's, it's our real roundtable on Best Picture winners, and then on Talk of the Mickey on Thursday we've got the Princess Diaries. And then join us. Always going to say what we're doing next week, and next week Georgia's got a pick, and we accidentally recorded about this last week, so I'm just going to paste that in here. Inset audio. <laughs> We didn't talk about what you're doing next week yet. Well, that's because Georgia is telling us with her pick hey. what is happening for next week. I love Georgia's picks because they're always left field. They're always. I never see them coming. <laughs> I don't see them coming I don't, see, I don't see Ellie's coming either. So I'm like, all right. So I'm um, from the same brain that brought us both the Hitman's Bodyguard, which I did not like, and oh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I did like very much. And Amelie, what else do you have for us, Georgia? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going again a little bit off board because you know I I like to. Um, we are going with a animated film. Um, oh. It is one that is from a book that I read the majority of but never finished, and that is Howl's Moving Castle. Oh. Wait, what? I've, I've never heard never of this. Heard of this? What? Have you not? No. I've seen this. Howl's Moving Castle. Howl's Moving Castle. It qualifies, yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. 2004 fantasy adventure film. <laughs> I am absolutely in stunned silence. <laughs> Me too. Because Demi, Demi was shaking Christian her head Bale. as well. Christian How Bale. How have you not heard of this? No, we really haven't. All we three really of us. haven't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, this is okay. 
So howls, howls or howls? Howls, H-O-W-L apostrophe S. Yeah, okay. Howls That's what I've written down. Castle. Howls yeah. Moving Castle. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember really enjoying the like half of the book that I read, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, remarkable. Well, I'm looking forward to it too because I have no idea what this entails. What's the runtime? <laughs> is it shorter than three hours? <laughs> it is. It's it's one nineteen. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. As in that's minutes. That's minutes. Not. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. wait, 119 minutes. One, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so that's a bit different. Yeah, okay. Oh, the yeah. thing I've got up says a one hour 59. That would be, that'll be 119, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. All right. So that's a, I'm a little less excited. I was like, wow, a nice 80 minute film. I can get into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, less than two hours will be all right after this. And it's animated. Okay. And uh, yeah. I'm assuming it's like DreamWorks or something or. Um, it Studio. is. Studio, Studio Ghibli. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ghibli. Ghibli. Uh, studio, I believe it's, Ghibli. G- I believe it's Ghibli. Is it? Like, it like, Ghibli. is it Ghibli? I don't anyway, know. that one. We will find out for next week how to pronounce that. We will. So, uh, that is that. It's called Howl's Moving Castle, am I right? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I've done some research on it already. Have you? All right. So, uh, I'll, left to do. Okay. So please join us next week when we tackle the studio Ghibli name debatable yeah. uh, film Howl's Moving Castle yeah. for best film ever I've been Ian I've been Liam I've been Ellie and I've been Georgia and I guess at the end of the day Kevin smelt what the rock was cooking <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant that's we'll great. see you next time <laughs> I'll catch you on the flippity flip flop